And welcome back to Scavtuck, everyone. Today's episode, we're discussing Twitch Rivals in the Streamer Challenge, RNG in Tarkov, and talking about all the details in the Tarkov TV upcoming patch for New Year slash December. Yeah, it was exciting, uh, exciting Tarkov TV gig. I'm assuming you got this. Actually, I know you got this all because I watched you <laughs> on stream watching Tarkov TV and your reactions. So, yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. It was good. I was excited by it. You know, see Nikita in all his glory. Mm-hmm. It was funny. There was like one, one particular piece, at least, that did make me laugh. When he was talking about the performance, when he was just like, you know, we'll release it. And everyone will say, everyone will say oh, it's, it's, so, it's so bad. It, it was very funny. Like, he's quite self-aware. Isn't uh, yeah, this was good. I, I like the, I think he, I don't know if that's someone referring to or another one where he, he was talking about the recoil. And he was like, we're going to release on ETS. Because all of you will say it's shit, eh, but then, but then, but then, we'll fix yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, <knows>. exactly. <laughs> he does indeed know. He does know. So, yeah, that was, it was good, but we got a lot of cool stuff, a lot of interesting things. I guess we could dive in straight away. Uh, what is your take? So I don't know whether, whether this came on up first, but what is your take on EOD being removed? Do you have, have you bought EOD? Are you still on a standard account? I have a standard account and an EOD account. Ah. I'm deep in the pockets of big Battlestate games. Mm, mm, okay. Yeah. That's they got me hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> it's quite it's quite interesting that they're removing it. And Nikita has confirmed that it was being removed, and the timer is there on the website at the moment if you go and look. Really? It says like 45 days. Yeah, if you go to the official Escape from Tarkov website... And go on the pre-order and scroll to EOD. It now says 43, colon, 08, colon, 51, colon, 17. So it's, yeah, it's, it's going away. It's going away at some point. And I think when I typed hmm. that in, oh, somebody's pointed out that my Twitch stream title is the wrong stream title, as, as always. Always forget to change that. Um, but yeah, so if you if you put that in, I think it takes you to the 30th of December. I think it's 9 p.m. UK time or like 4 p.m. Okay. EST. So, you know, they're always talking, they're talking about the New Year's wipe the whole time. I think apparently at TwitchCon, Nikita was talking about the Christmas wipe and then they were referring it to this time yeah. like now as the New Year's wipe. So I don't know. And like, I I think there was a that. quick message in my Discord of a few people talking about it because I was I was talking about it a little bit. And some people were saying, like, yeah, well, you know, Christmas in the Orthodox calendar is January the 7th. You know, sometimes they keep, it's like New Year's for, happens first and then Christmas. So, it, you know, it'll be, looks like it's going to be around then at some point. So I wouldn't be surprised if EOD does just coincide with the end of the world. Like, they haven't been secretive about this wipe at all. So there's no reason why the number on there couldn't just be the wipe date. Like, he's been pretty open and honest about when it's going to be this time. Like, there aren't any surprises. Yeah. But yeah, it's going to be gone. No yeah. more EOD for people to buy. I mean, it's kind of surprising, I guess. I mean, maybe... I mean, I say that because you would think they wanna, would want to keep it to increase, you know, revenue or mm. keep revenue coming. But, I mean, maybe maybe it's more beneficial to sell the DLC individually. I have no idea what the pricing yeah. is going to look like. That's the thing, because we don't know what the plans are. Now, the only thing that makes me wonder is Will they have another version of the account, which is not EOD, but it's something else so. that comes without oh, Arena? I see what you're saying. 
you know because like, like arena right now yeah some of those sort of half and half or like maybe it's it's a different thing so you don't get quite the same or like, some, would you, something like that what would you get gamma i don't know like maybe you still get the gamma but but you don't get the crown <laughs> maybe you don't get the crown yeah maybe, maybe some other some other, other things maybe it's just exactly the same but you just don't get the crown you get some get something else or yeah maybe you just don't get the crown at all yeah maybe I don't, uh, maybe something like that because as you say it does seem surprising they've cut off what's like you know one of their biggest pieces of you imagine to be funding like mm. the game the base game costs x and eod costs like three times that pretty much wherever you are i believe so it's and a lot of people have it yeah so it's a big amount but yeah with arena like maybe they're changing their mind and as you say with dlc i mean i don't know what to think about the dlc i don't really know what that entails particularly i know they keep they keep saying like it seems to be a catch-all in general just being like oh yeah that's coming as dlc and it's like <laughs> how you know, yeah. there's like certain random right, right. features and stuff, and it's like, how can you bring that in as DLC? Like, it's either in the game or it isn't. Like, you can't. Yeah, you what know, was it? There was weird. some like mechanic that was. Yeah, like, it was like a mechanic. Like I the know, maps, I, I get. Like, I can sort of understand right, like right. towns, suburbs, whatever. Those coming as DLC, that's fine. But it was like it was something I can't remember exactly. But it was, it was like something customizable like, rigs, or like body dragging, or something that was just like. Yeah. How can that come oh, as DLC? Unconscious states even... or something. Yeah, like yeah, something like that. Where you're just like, how does it even make any sense? You know, it's a it's a downgrade for your gameplay. You, if you have the DLC, you get not unconscious, and I guess maybe you... maybe it's arguably not a downgrade. It's more of a buff. Yeah, it's the, it's the darkest timeline. You know, you try to go to drag the body, and it's just like, oh, visit the BSG store to uh... <laughs> <laughs> take yeah. on full on Lost Light or oh, you know, no, no mobile game. Uh, so yes, yeah, I don't know. No, we'll we'll see though. We'll see. But you know, it's it's obviously to do with the fact that Arena is coming, and sure. you get Arena for free with EOD and all the DLCs and whatever. But I, I mean, with if I didn't have EOD, I'd be, I don't know, I'd be a bit concerned. I'm actually putting something about together in a minute, which is well, just about like it not going away, just like FOMO. You know, like what does that mean? Oh. The DLC, like how many DLCs are there going to be? How much are they? Like with. With arena costing quite a bit, like it's more than I expected. How much is it? it? I think when I when I last checked, it was for the base game here, and they increased the prices of everything because the European version is the expensive one that you can't you can't move. Sorry, you could you could play it from anywhere, but the EU version is the expensive mm -hmm. one. It's fifty five for the base game, and it's thirty seven for arena. I know they said it was going to be cheaper than the base game, but the base game is still pretty expensive these days. That was euros, by the way. So it's, yeah, it's like fifty five euros for the base game and thirty seven for arena itself. Which is like, and yeah, it's, it's just, a lot. It's just where you can launch the game from, right? IP The region address. thing, yeah, supposedly. Because yeah. anyway. the, the US version is cheaper, right? I think the yeah, base it's 35 game, USD. Yeah, which is like, you know, euros are worth more than dollars, so it's right. like, it's more euros and euros worth more, so it's, it's a bit strange. Well, see, now I'm curious, how, what is, if I click pre-order, I have to log in, alright, I can't be bothered to do all that. Yeah, whatever. It doesn't. It doesn't really matter. But um, yeah, we'll just have to see what their plans are. Like, I'd be surprised if there isn't still a higher version. But I mean, to be fair, the other two are still going to be in the game. Yeah, and it's still for like escape. What, like a hundred and ten for like the one right below. I yeah, and I think I don't remember the name of it. Prepare for escape edition, which is like eighty six euros. This one, because what what difference actually do you get? Right, I think you get. Like stash space and huge stash or greatly increased stash. So you get stash level three, right? I believe with, but like only very few people have prepared for escape. Yeah, I think you get stash level three with prepare for escape. You get additional equipment. You probably don't get quite the same as 
EOD. But that doesn't you. really matter. It does tell you what you get. And then, oh yeah, you get a bit, you get beta container. Oh, that's the beta one? Oh yeah, that's right. From yeah. Escape. And then you get initially good standing with all traders. So, and somebody told me this actually, I didn't realize this until someone actually mentioned it to me. And yes, I can see it here, but I, you know, never look at this website after you've, mm-hmm. after you've got to bought the game the first time. You do get the point to rep with all the traders for that version too, which is arguably one of the most important parts. So yeah, you get the three by two container, which is like, that's good enough. And you get some extra stuff and you get the, the rep thing. And you get the starting equipment. It's like, okay, well, what else is important? Like, you're basically missing three rows in your container for that lower down one. So maybe you'll just be able to buy Prepare from Escape. I don't know. Don't know. Not sure. So, broadly speaking, Arena is supposed to be releasing early December in waves. We already talked about this before, I think, right? That they're going to prioritize people who had bought. EO or bought Tarkov or had Tarkov for a long time. I think his EOD was getting priority, and people who'd bought EOD the longest time ago were getting priority, and maybe people who were doing ETS maybe were getting priority. But you had to actually go to the website and click the pr- button to just sort of activate your account over on Arena to make sure you go into those kind of rolling waves of, of updates. So I would I would hope that you know I would get to see it relatively early. Like I, I'm not an alpha armband dude, but mm-hmm. my account's you know old enough, sort of four years old or something. I think. So, you know, we'll see. Hopefully we get it relatively soon, but they hope to be doing it quickly in the waves, so that should be good. And, um, yeah, supposedly what they've been doing with Tarkov right now, this is just what Nikita was saying right at the start, was that we're seeing these technical patches and they're look, mostly looking at this new matchmaker, which is kind of interesting. I presume that this has come from some benefits from Arena, Arena's matchmaker, I would imagine, um, rolling that back into the base game so they've got, like, faster matching so that you're not sitting around for as long waiting stuff but i don't really know so we'll see what should we talk about first i'm just because there's so many different little bits i mean i've got it like written down literally in the order that it happened in the cast so we could just like keep going until something's interesting and then maybe we could bounce around um for like general news unity 2021 has been scrapped they're no longer upgrading to unity 2021 i think that was the version they were going to instead they're leapfrogging all the way to unity 2023 which is fascinating. Mm-hmm. Who knows what that means? I've got no idea, really, the impact of that. But uh, I think what, I watched Nice Guy's recap, and he was like, hmm, I'm a bit concerned. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'd, I don't know either, but if, if I was forced to speculate, which I'm not, but I'm going to anyways, um, sometimes like, if I, like, when you update, like, old apps or whatever that are, like, kind of, like, obscure, not that not that Unity engine's obscure, but anyways, sometimes like old tricks or things that you did do not work in the new way mm. that you that the new app functions. You know, so I don't know. Yeah. It, it could it could be nothing. It could be something, but I don't even know what Unity twenty twenty three brings. I know twenty twenty one was like the big feature. I think it was twenty twenty one was high definition render pipeline or H H D R whatever it's called. Um, acronym but who knows yeah. it could be good probably will have some issues at the start but yeah we'll see yeah we'll see i do remember i have this little or had this little utility and all it did was just allowed you to schedule putting your pc to sleep to turn it mm-hmm. off like restart all that kind of stuff because that's actually kind of annoying to do without a third-party program on windows 
And I used to do stuff like, you know, yeah, you've got like a video uploading or you're running an encode or something. Oh, right. right? It's going to take a certain amount of time. And then I'm like, well, I'll go to bed and then I'll yeah. get my computer to like sleep automatically. Then, you know, it was I tried to load it up on Windows 10 and it was kind of like, oh, this is not really compatible. Oh, I don't know. And then one day it just like ceased to function. Oh, no. <laughs> just, just wouldn't open anymore. I'm just like, rip, turn off master. You know, I've, I used it for like 10 years or something. And then like <laughs> moved it from P. I couldn't even find the download last time I tried to tried to find it. It was just like gone from the internet. So I was like, find another one. But um, yeah, it's, uh, RIP. it's wild. RIP, indeed. It does happen though. So yeah, that's uh, that's that. Um, the first really interesting thing that they showed, which is cool, is the the brand new map. What did you think about the look of Ground Zero? Ground Zero. Um... Mm, Ground Zero, where the story supposedly begins <laughs> in the one the ruined building of Terror Group. So, what are we? Are we confirmed to be like Terror Group? You know, lab rats or something? I don't know, then released accidentally into the wild. Yeah. Why it's... else would you start at the Terror Group HQ? <laughs> I think you were saying on your, your cast that, uh, you know, are we like some secret Terror Group projects, experiments, you know, clones, whatever, genetically modified super soldiers, you know? Who knows? Who knows yeah. But... Yeah. I mean, yeah, in fairness, maybe it was just like, you know, because you, well, USEC was supposed to be protecting the terror group assets. So maybe you were just like positioned right. there and then the whole thing goes down and like, you're like, well, got to make my way now because communications be cut off. Or maybe you're told like, oh, you know, just leave as soon as physically possible, you know, abandon the assets, whatever. And then you get stuck. Yeah, who knows? I mean, it could have been parts of streets that they wanted to incorporate. Instead, they chose this route. I mean, I, I, who knows? I have no idea. I will say my favorite tagline of all time was like streets at home or <laughs> like low end spec user streets, potato PC exactly. streets. Yeah, I think because Nikita said that himself, didn't he? He yeah, said so. uh, he was like, oh, if you don't have a NASA PC to run streets, then you know you can just play Ground Zero instead, which is like really funny. But well, it I'm, looks pretty cool. Yeah, I'm like kind of caught off guard that this was coming i mean they like talked about it a couple of tarkov tv casts prior having like some beginner map and it being like sectioned off for only certain levels or whatever and like a starting map like you only start here or something you know mm -hmm. you go through streets or whatever and you lock the map something like this but it seems like they got something i mean you know obviously they they got the map looking uh pretty much finished from what i mean who knows how much more they got to do i can't imagine that much more but it seems like they got an idea of what they want to do for that beginner map and how that's going to function. Cause I think he said what, like one through 15 or maybe one through 10 or one through 20, something like this. Yeah. He Only said... those players could access the map. I think was how he pitched it. Exactly. So he said one to 15 or one to 20 that they hadn't quite decided, I think was the way he, mm -hmm. he put it. Now, again, from the nice guy video, he was like, they should do 15. That's if the fleet I'm stays waiting. at 15, right, they should yeah. do 15. And, and that's what I think is very strongly. Like, if they change the fleet and they change the level for the fleet, they should just move the beginner map in lockstep right. with the fleet. Like, the fleet is such a step change in power between, yeah. you know, hard, playing Tarkov on hardcore mode mm -hmm. versus playing Tarkov on, you know, easy mode relatively. Right. Um, it's just, it's so different. So, yeah, I think they should keep it to 15 if they're going to keep the fleet at 15, which, I mean, I don't... I don't see why they would change it really. Like they'd fiddled around with it before, and 15 seems to be a good middle ground at least. 
The map itself looks kind of cool. Like, I'm a little bit sad that the skyscrapers section of the of streets is this, and that it's like the newbie map. I guess it's I guess it's fine. I guess it doesn't really matter. But like, we've got yeah, you've got the video there, and then there's the map as well, which mm-hmm. they have released already. So this is you know the the classic in-game map, and it actually has the exits drawn on the map. <laughs> it's which is the, the BSP first. Map. Yeah, it's even got what like. Uh numbers i'm seeing here on different buildings i don't know yeah i wonder if those are like loot boxes no way like weapon crates and such i'm not really sure because yeah each section is for each build each one is for each building i thought maybe it was like spawns or something but um yeah i don't really know i really i don't know because like yeah you've got like well how many buildings are there so you've got elemental global in the bottom skyside fusion capital insight makatani empire and group building itself it doesn't look particularly large from what we've seen which well, i mean nikita said that it means a lot of people will be able to um be able to play it without having a, a supercomputer the one funny thing about this though and i immediately wrote this on twitter actually myself which was i was just like oh i can't wait to just abuse timmy's <laughs> as player scav because they said that player scavs of any level are going to be able to queue into that map yeah it's um, a little I don't know. I mean, maybe it's necessary because then on one hand, if you have because like, you know, I, I don't I don't really know. Did he say like you can only play this map one through 15 or you yes. have access? Oh, OK. So you're hard luck. So yeah, they I probably so. do want players like it would kind of suck to buy Tarkov, boot it up, you know, three, four months late into wipe. And then you go to the new player map and it's like semi ghost town like it's probably not gonna be like that but you know what i mean like i guess they want to i could see a argument being made that hey we want slots to be filled on this beginner map to get them accustomed to player scav mechanics and and whatnot you know i would just hope that they sort of limit the number that it's not just inundated that would be that would be okay you know if there's only a couple then it might be all right because it'd be hard <laughs> to find pmcs and then there won't be any loot anyway so you'll just kind of get bored and not go there i think like there's one idea that's been banded around and i can see people talk about it in chat as well actually um which i kind of subscribe to which is just to have two queues so after level 15 or 20 you just go into the gen pop queue you know there's like after that you it becomes a normal map and you can queue in with level 40s or whatever oh yeah that's not a bad idea i think that makes more sense because then you don't seems pretty yeah then you're not just like hard locked out of the out of the map i just it's a bit right. sad to have like a map, but then you just can't play afterwards. Well, my plan is, <laughs> you know, I'm an early wipe enjoyer. Yeah. So, um, depending on what comes of this wipe, I, I, we'll see. But I think I'm going to spend as much time as possible on the new <laughs> map, <laughs> specifically as PMC. So I might just throw, like, just suicide. <laughs> throw a bunch of matches, like, don't gain any experience. Yeah, yeah. And just keep playing the map. If it's fun, you know, if I'm enjoying it, we'll see. Yeah, don't loot anything. Yeah, optionally log on the second account and just grind, do it, do it again, and then assuming a month's gone by, wipe mm. the other accounts and then go just alternate back and forth. We'll see. Yeah, <laughs> it's a thought because I I like the I like the early wipe experience, but yeah, there's like the, there's other questions as well about it, which again, you know, people are discussing <sighs> and reminding me about, which is such as like if they if they do put quests on the map. You would then not be able to complete them after if you 
power level out of the quest. Oh, yeah. But then if they don't put quests on the map, then you won't be able to level very fast. So it actually won't end that's... up helping. People will be stuck on the newbie map for ages. But maybe that's the idea. Maybe there won't be any quests and it'll just be like, you're just on the map and that's it. And you don't level very quickly, but that allows you, it stops you from, you know, accelerating out of the map too fast for yourself. Like if you want to go there, you can, but you don't have to. It's like detrimental to your progression to go. Like it would make sense that, for me, at least, that they don't put any quests on the map at all, personally. Well, you say that, but I mean, we think about the, uh, you know, therapist's first quest is Salewas, and then Prapper is like two shotguns and scav kills. I guess it doesn't matter then, yeah. But I mean, as you progress, you start getting like custom specific quests, because I think yeah. Skier's one that's, you know, you just need the armor and a Taz. Um, you can't unlock Jaeger until you reach level 15. Basically, until you're off the map, you can't unlock Jaeger. So his his all of his quests are locked. Mm. Uh, mechanic that kind of makes mechanic dead, or can, you can do gunsmith one, but can you do gunsmith two and three, or is that after introduction? I forget how that works. I think it's kind of a weird, can, but tree. I think you have to have done. Well, you have to complete gunsmith one. Gunsmith one is actually quite hard. Is that the is that the game? I think so because you have to accept introduction, then you get gunsmith one. Then I don't think you need to do introduction to get guns to i don't think trying to see this on the video feed but where is uh let's show you that yeah skier prepper like a mechanic and stuff one okay yeah uh and then it's farming one after gun okay and farming one's like what just turn ins farming two is or is far- farming one the factory quest yeah. Is that it? Is that what Farming One is? Is that the tool sets one? I think it is. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, let's see here. I'll just do. But I mean, you get my point, right? It's like, I wonder. Yeah, it is the tool sets. I wonder how many quests we're going to be locked out of depending on how slow you progress without the quests that you normally could do. I don't know how, yeah. like, extortionists. So right after supplier, you can't do extortionists on skier. Which is hidden valuable cargo and customs. Uh, That's the after... way that I feel about it, right? Like you're gonna be doing like you quest and do these other quests on other maps to progress like as fast as you can. If right. you're on your first wipe and you're like you know, you need the newbie map, then it's not really your priority. So I think it's kind of fine. Yeah, but for us, Giga, for the veterans, we want to yeah, speed us, but... run and stop. Yeah, so we're the just tinnies. not gonna play the new map. <laughs> but we have to. I thought that was the. I thought you had to. In 1.0, yeah, but in 1.0 is going to be like different. I think oh. like next next wipe, you're just going to be able to play wherever the same. I think. I think. I mean, unless suddenly they introduce thought... like map to map travel next wipe, but I think that's unlikely. Well, I, I that's why I I thought I I asked you, Daniel. I thought you said yes that you have to, you know, surpass 15 to get on the other maps. Oh no, sorry, I must have misunderstood you. Okay, no, I don't okay. think so. I don't, I'm pretty sure that's, that's not the case. No, no. Okay. I don't think you'll. I really don't think you'll be locked to it. No, no. No, I must have mis- misheard you. Okay. Yeah. Well, then that, that kind of absolves any worries yeah. I have in that regard. And I think it. I mean, maybe maybe they'll put a quest, a quest there, a singular one. I don't know. That's a good. Even if they do, maybe it won't be like. Maybe you'll just get like small XP and like some crap guns. It's probably not a big deal. If they yeah. Or you know, they could just put the the quest that you get at the start. Like they just don't put any of them on that map. They can just give you some like basic quests, some like really easy things at the beginning that. Uh, as an like ordinary finds. player, you just complete. 
Yeah, like find whatever. Loot or five kill scouts. Yeah, 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 exactly. Just stuff like yeah. that, right? That you're just going to insta-complete right. as an experienced player. But that right. could be done on any map in theory, so it wouldn't lock you yeah. out. So just as long as they don't make any of the quests like Ground Zero specific, then it won't matter. That seems good. Seems fine to me. <clears throat> but yeah, it looks cool. It looks fun. Um, it looks like streets as well, and people love streets. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how that pans out. I like the idea of it, though. Ba, 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 ba. What else? Um, yeah, he, he still urges people to use the... He called it the SD client. For some reason, I guess it must, must be their in, in, yeah, that must be their internal name. For it. That was the tick box for streets, the lower quality mode. Oh right, right. So I yeah, I don't know. That's what he called it. But I guess like standard definition, maybe. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not really sure with like low quality textures. Yeah, I was like fiddling around trying to stop because I haven't had it for ages. But then I got like Twitch stream getting kicked out again because of leaving Lighthouse and Streets, and I've been playing pretty much only those two maps because I've been doing Lightkeeper stuff. So I swapped myself back over onto low quality again. I don't really know what low quality plus the SD client thing does on streets. I'm actually not sure whether it does anything. I have no idea. Because remember, like I asked BSG and they said, oh, it takes whatever your current texture quality is and lowers it again. But if you're already on low, mm-hmm. no idea if that actually does anything actually whatsoever. Anything. Probably not. No, probably not. I but, think they uh, should add it for Lighthouse as well. I think so. I think so. Because it's kind like, of I'm... annoying to have to toggle... You have to restart the client. I'm you do, sure. yeah. So yeah, which is annoying because I've had it on medium for ages, and then I started playing. Like Lighthouse is almost more problematic than Streets. Like Lighthouse kicks kicks out my Twitch stream way more often than Streets does. I haven't played Lighthouse in a minute. I'll be honest, it was yeah, pretty bad when bad. I did play it. Yeah, it's just a huge VRAM hog. I think you just have like everything loaded all the time. There's like very little culling can be done on that map. It's just yeah, I think that's the that's the big yeah. I'm sorely Catch. tempted to get a bigger, a bigger um, GPU, bigger GPU. Yeah, something with a bit more punch to it. Because like people say, oh, you should get do a second PC, but like so dual PC streaming is just such a such an endeavor. I know I probably should yeah. invest the time and do it, but it's such a pain in the ass. And I'm like, I could probably just fix all my issues just by getting a bigger GPU. You know, one with more VRAM. You could, but. You introduced new issues, Giga. More shit to go wrong. Well, not just not with a GPU change. That's easy. Oh, GPU change? Yeah, no, that's different. I, yeah, thought, that's you meant, just... I thought you meant a, the two PCs. Well, ex- exactly. That's why I'm like very yeah, unwilling. No, I, I'm, I totally get that. <laughs> yeah, I'm very unwilling to do it. And like it works like pretty much all the time. And it's like fine mm-hmm. just running it off one. And it's just like so much more operationally simplistic. So if I just like stuffed in a who knows what, like a 4080 or something. That would probably do it. Like, I, I'm not, I haven't really looked at that series to see, you know, what is... But, I mean, but also, I could just end up getting that and then it just doesn't help. So, who knows? Who knows? I mean, yeah, if it is VRAM, it probably would help. Yeah, 8 gig is so low. Yeah. But, um, mm. uh, anyway. How about that vaulting? Say what? Vaulting looks really cool. It looks really quick, and they like they specifically put a load of bits on Lighthouse in there that I'm like, oh man, because that's <laughs> that's the map that just drives me crazy. Like I yeah. said before, you know, it, it drives me insane going up and down bits of rock and trying to jump up and down ledges. It's gonna be interesting to hear what kind of sound it makes, especially if you go up a slope, you like vault up a rock. Is that gonna be as loud as a normal jump? Because that's one of the big problems at the moment is that you give yourself away to an epic proportion. 
when you're jumping like up or down rocks at the moment on Lighthouse, like everybody hears you coming because of the stamping feet, which is it's it's better than you know being not audible right. like it used to be. But I'll be interested to hear if it's like just the same jumping sound or if it's slightly softer <sighs> if you're vaulting because people are gonna be using that a lot more than like jumping now, which is cool. I am trying to listen to it now in the you know Twitter video of compression and background noise and uh, mm. music playing, but it sounds like, um, I don't think it's silent, but it kind of just sounds like the regular gear rustling uh, sound effect. You know what I mean? Um, like, it's not like you're swiveling and it's not like you're jumping, but it's just like you're walking in the gears. It sounds, mm. if it's like that, that's going to be a huge, oh wait, was was that jump? Oh, so he pre-jumped, and then he crawled over. Yeah, I don't know. It it sounds like either silent or like undistinguishable from walking, which is like, yeah. as you say, very beneficial if um, you know compared to like jumping on top of a tiny two foot, not even two foot, like five centimeter ledge that you can't just climb over, which is yeah. huge. And the other thing I wonder is. Are you going to be able to, like, I guess she would. Like, there's sometimes there's, like, these, like, weird, okay, yeah, he just kind of, like, crawls up that. I guess he walks up that. Sometimes there's, like, ledges where, you know, they're not, like, like, I wonder if it's going to activate on, yeah. I don't know. I'm very intrigued by how it's going to actually function. Mm, yeah. The one thing that I really hope they do is do what PUBG did when they introduced vaulting, which is a million years ago in like prehistoric history at this point. But when PUBG introduced vaulting, they have a, and I think like Call of Duty is now like this as well. I, I can't really remember. I'm not an expert. But you have like two separate keys, one for jump, one for vault. And maybe you do like, a, I don't know, you could do it like with a modifier key in, in Tarkov, I suppose, as well, if the key binds are done in the right just way. Just whining about how they don't have a modifier key in Tarkov. I would love a global modifier key. Mm. But yeah, because then you can decide whether to jump or to vault. Mm -hmm. Because as I said, that's what PUBG has. And that makes it just, it just, it's just better. Because sometimes if you're right next to the thing, sometimes you want to just jump to see over. You don't want to vault over, right? And if it's a global kind of one size fits all thing, it's, it's going to be annoying. So I hope that those two commands are like segregated or separated, or you can like rebind them, or you can keep them together if you want to, right? That would be the way that I would hope that they do it. So we'll, we'll see about that. I'm, I'm going to guess that it's going to be like double clip uh double clip double click space as the the default keybind no that would be my no guess. latency on jump no then we'll have to rebind it yeah to... of course we'll have to rebind it. when That'd we be... were watching the cast loads of people were just like i could see another giga press release keybind coming in dude i've i i switched to um hold uh ads which is like mouse two or like, you know, away from toggle, away from toggle. And, um, it broke some of my keybinds. Like I used to do mouse two plus mouse four to like toggle scope or like switch the sites. I can't remember which one it was, mm. but since you're activating the hold function, it won't register when I press mouse four. Like it just, oh. and I tried it on different keys. It's like, doesn't matter. It's just because, Holds active, it won't. It's a dead key essentially. So right, it's yeah. I would just I would just love a global. Like I really don't like the press and release and the double tap. 
like it's okay but like a global modifier would just like solve so many like yeah. Dota 2 I mean I, I love I love the once I learned about that I was like oh wow this like makes key buying management so much more reasonable mm. yeah like it's, it's like you have a keyboard on top of a keyboard essentially exactly it's like it, it's fine the way it is in Tarkov but could be could be could be better but well just like dude there's a lot of key binds like if do you have lean fire lean and blend fire bound currently nope. so Actually, like if, i think i do but i can't remember the key that i've set it to i don't have a overhead blind fire set but i do have right blind fire set but i okay. can't for the life of me remember what it is it's not in my muscle memory so i wouldn't be able to do it in combat but like if they become viable or like you know what i mean like more relevant then it's gonna be like oh, okay i gotta have this set up and then it's like then they got the right left swap <clears throat> Like, I don't know, man. It's just, like, I am yeah. kind of, like, concerned about key buying management. Like, I, mean, I already feel like I'm going to have to redo my <laughs> key binds because I didn't really... I just kind of dealt with not having toggle sites <laughs> previously. Yeah. Like, I think I put it on K or something. It was just, like, the most awkward key press, but... Uh, it's just, yeah. Key binds are kind of a pain in the ass, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, they are. You just mentioned something else that was coming, and I can't remember what. It's already gone out of my head. Uh, shoulder swapping. But yes, before I say that, one other thing to throw out there. I hope it's not automated. <laughs> that oh, is yeah. one other thing I really hope. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, not Moving just like on. right at the wall and then like auto <laughs> yeah, bolt. Like, oh man. No. Just, uh, yeah. Give me, give me a button, please. Yeah, that would be bad times. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the the what was it? Shoulder swapping. Mm. Was um, yeah. Here we go. This is a multi video. It was part but... of the recoil one, wasn't it? So they did it together with like the new recoil changes, or at least like the next wave of like the recoil changes that they're doing. Shoulder swap's interesting. I've seen like some feedback about it. Like obviously, shoulder swap is a good thing. It stops right hand peeking being as powerful, but it kind of depends on how it's done. And I've, yeah, I've had a few conversations on Twitter about it. There's a few threads that have appeared and. One interesting thing is, so your your player in in Tarkov, mm-hmm. you know your your dude, you're centered down the midline, whatever. Your camera is positioned by your right eye, so you're actually like offset. It's only your, when you ADS, right? Yeah, when you when you ADS. So you're Otherwise, like, it's centered. I think I think so. I haven't actually ever tested it to be honest. Like if you stand by a wall this way and then the other side left, I don't actually. I'm actually not sure. But nobody ever does that really. Um, I guess you could. I don't know. Like, is is it off center normally? Hmm. Uh, I don't know the answer. I actually don't know the answer to that. I only know in ADS. Yeah, do do a check. I mean, to me, it seems reasonable that it's centered, <laughs> even if it's not centered or not. It undoubtedly moves to the pivots. The camera pivots to the right slightly. So, let's just take keep with keep with the ADS thing then, I guess, because because uh, I'm not sure if it happens mm-hmm. when you're. I guess it must, because when you just point your gun around the wall, you can actually shoot around the wall before you can kind of see if you're not ADS'd. Mm-hmm. So your camera must shift. Okay so, okay, so let's just talk about the ADS case then. So your camera shifts slightly as the, as the gun comes up right. so that your right eye is looking down the optic and that's what you see out of. So the impact of that, as we... You know, 99% of us know at this point, unless you're very new, is that when you lean to the right and you've got your, your, 
your gun aimed and you're aiming down sights that only you know basically your right eye and like part of your elbow and your sort of half of your hands are visible around the corner when you lean to the left you still have to see with your right eye so you mm-hmm. can actually your gun can fire i think this is still the case now your gun can fire actually no i guess it's not because you're yeah because it's aligned so you have to come out like you're basically your whole head to here right. has to come out like yeah. the whole thing out of the wall and most of your body to actually be able to see so if they just do a shoulder swap without fully changing the way that the camera works if you still use the right eye well i i'm assuming because i know where you're heading and i yeah i agree but i'm assuming the right eye adjust i'm assuming the camera adjusts how it adjusts i don't know for certain you know what i mean if it's like if the adjustment on the right shoulder is two Tarkov units to the right, is the adjustment on the left shoulder also two Tarkov units to the left, or is it you know something else like one unit to the left instead? Because it's still technically yeah. using your right eye to do the aiming, so to speak. I don't know, but it could yeah. be the case. Yeah, exactly. And like it'll kind of end up if that's not the case, you'll still you'll still be able to be seen too early on the left and or it'll become like a um i said before like it'll become like a left blind fire but i guess kind of what i'm thinking won't if that's happen the case. because it won't happen because your gun will still be aligned with your eyes so it's not like you'll be able to shoot before being see- oh no 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 I this guess... is true this is true yeah because because on the right side it's like a right line fire kind of until you lean with your ads like if you <laughs> lean and you're not ads you can still shoot before you see Left will be the same, so you'll swap. Yeah, this is true. You swap it over to the left shoulder. You can still lean and shoot, but then when you ADS, you won't actually be able to see around the corner because your eye is still your right eye, and it's not your left eye. I'm assuming that it's going to be your left eye because if you think about it, if you take your gun, you know, visually, and you move it to your left shoulder, right, and then you try to aim with your right eye, you're going to, like, tilt your head all the way over you know what i mean yeah like realistically it's, it doesn't make sense realistically it doesn't make sense so i would imagine you'd be using your left eye so it should mirror the mechanics i mean there might be like some yeah. novelty there that because guns are kind of like designed for like right hand users most of them like except like the mdr and like, I think there's been, like, some M4 jokes about, like, brass coming out and smacking you in the face. Yeah. I don't know how they're... Maybe they'll add a new mechanic, you know? It's like, <laughs> if you don't have a face shield, you just start eating. You take, like, <laughs> one damage to the head for each bullet you fire. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? E90 users, watch out. <laughs> yeah, if you just have, like, a vector. Yeah, I, I don't know if the vector's only right. Because some of them, you can, like, do something to the... Uh, uh, weapon and like have the uh ejects come out the other side i don't know i'm not a guns guy but uh yeah i don't know i, I hope that it's gonna be mirrored in the sense because it will definitely make combat way more interesting and like uh not so linear you know very like chess like oh i'm here he's there i have the right side he has a left side therefore i do this move and i have this advantage and he tries because he left hand peaked yeah 
Yeah, it gets kind of weird, right? Because yeah. you end up all just like circling around each other in a game of cat and mouse because everyone wants the right hand. So you're like pushing aggressively on the right hand. The guy's like retreating aggressively to try to, if you're in like a get circular a right thing, like hand. to get a right hand right, on you. Exactly. So it's like a really, yeah, it's really weird. So and I really, mean, this, it should be better. Yeah. And it really affects too how you like approach certain locations, like dorms. You know, if you're going up the stairs, uh, it's like if you cut right, you're, go inside dorms and you're coming up the stairs you cut right you're kind of at a disadvantage because now you got to like peek left out so you want to like mm. cut in left and then conversely when they're like defending the objective they want to be inside where they have a right hand peek so they're kind of like usually on a certain side of the door it's just like kind of reduces the game down a little too much i mean it's not a you know end all or be all but it's pretty it's pretty significant how much of your body does or doesn't get exposed depending on how you were peaking yeah and it's it clearly is more important the higher level you're playing at right for so sure. this is good for the guys at the top definitely and will improve the fights from that perspective because like yeah if you're playing against somebody of equal skill and you're both like highly skilled then the guy with the left hand just loses every time yeah so it'll rebalance that a bit which is which is good now one thing so, we didn't talk about mm. Was the recoil? Unless you had something else about the. No, the... I was literally about to say that. <laughs> like same. So they they bundled in, and this probably for the best. Honestly, they bundled the left hand peeking stuff into the same video as the recoil. So rather than last time, where they were just like, "Here's the recoil for mm. everybody to just you know overanalyze and pick apart." Like obviously we all do. Here is a video of us actually just using the guns like you would normally, and here's how the recoil system is coming along since you know everyone last saw it now. Hard to know exactly what they're doing, how they're compensating, whatever. But I think the overwhelming response at the moment is that recoil looks low, is what I would say. Mm -hmm, yeah. The new recoil looks low. Exactly what the pattern is like. Like, it still shakes around, but, you know, they're using very stock AKs and the recoil does not look very much. Yeah. So I mean, are we just returning back to the laser beam meta of, you know, 312-12? Hard to know. Yeah, it's uh, it's hard to say, but there's a couple observations I have. So, like, the footage that's showing up now at the start of the video, when he's moving, this is kind of, like, unrelated to recoil, but when he's moving about, the way the optics are shifting and, like, the gun is very odd. Like, I don't think it's like that in Tarkov. Maybe I'm wrong, but it's almost like it's pivoting extremely severely. I don't, I don't really know how to describe it. It's, like, as if the... When he moves, it's like his shoulder is also moving, so the gun's like angling ninety, you know, nine degrees, but like five de or maybe like two degrees to the right or two degrees to the left, depending on where he moves. Which like pivots the entire weapon and the sight and the bullets. Therefore, because the barrel is pivoted to left or right, it, it goes in that way. I don't know. It just looks new to me. I don't remember it being that severe, you know, because there's a little bit of that when you're walking, but it looks like. Oh, I see ADS. what you mean. Yeah, it just, I don't know, it just looks... Yeah, so like your, your ADS and then the... Yeah, no, I see what you mean. So you, like they're ADS and then the gun... The actual reticle like floats more to the edges of the optic. Yeah, like the... But it's almost like if you look at the entire... It's like it's his eye... Gun moves left or right, yeah. Yeah, it's like his head doesn't move, but like the actual physical gun... You know moves but also like pivots slightly which 
just mm. weird. I don't know. It's just something I noticed. I don't know what that's what's going on there. If it's just me, maybe I'm just way off base here, and that's just normal Tarkov stuff. But anyways. Yeah, it's hard to remember, right? Unless you actually go and compare it. But yeah, it is weird because it looks like the gun's not really connected to the shoulder, like, horizontally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it actually reminds me of a uh, a mod with... I don't know if I talk about this, but it, it added, like, dead zone aiming. Yeah. Where, yeah, and it, there was, like, a feature to turn it on for ADS, and I tried it, and it was awful because the entire gun would, like, pivot left or right and so like the optic would like kind of deviate but then when you'd shoot the optic wouldn't be accurate because mm. like the barrels turned essentially so like the bullet would go way off to the left and like even though you're aiming straight ahead and it could be like just a minute you know if they were like 50 meters away and it was just like a minutely off to the left or right it was it would just miss so it's like okay that that was not <laughs> i didn't like that aspect i wonder if that's um just due to I wonder if that was intentional, whether that was just like due to the way they'd done it. Because again, you know, we're not IRL guns people, so I'm not an expert, but I know like holographics in particular, unless you're shooting towards like right towards the edge, they should be if the if the dot or the crosshair or whatever is on the target, regardless, like I know there's aberrations, right? So regardless of the parallax, in theory, a holographic is if it's on target, it's on target no matter what, no matter what angle you're looking at it at. Well, I think how this worked is it's not has to do with like the optics or parallaxing, but it's like the gun physically sways left or right while you're ADS. Do you know what I mean? Like if you, um, basically it had like a range, a box essentially. I guess it's more like a circle. But let's say it's like five degrees is the mm. unit, and it's I don't know how long it is. Five Tarka units. So if you, like, move your mouse to the right, you know, normally you turn your character, but now, like, your gun sways, and it's, like, on an axis of, like, so it's, like, pivoting five degrees to the right. So now you're, like, overshooting, so you yeah. have to, like, so you have to turn, and then you have to, like, recorrect your gun, but you're also, like, changing your camera. It's like your camera and gun are, like, separated. It's kind of, it's kind of wild. I kind of, I liked it for, like, hip firing, quote-unquote. But like there's a feature to turn it on specifically for ADS. It's off by default. And I think I know why, because it just like it makes that it's like weird because now you're not aiming with the sight. You have to aim based off where you think the barrel's at. It's really weird. Yeah, which is just like impossible to do in the game. Yeah, there's too many there's like, too many layers back for that to make work. And then you got sensible. like the FOV stuff, everything mm. else going on, parallax. Like it's just too many. Yeah, it's too much. Anyways. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Yes, I don't know what that's about, but the recoil overall, yes, I would definitely say it looks lower, um, which I think is a good thing in my opinion. The one thing I did notice is the way the so after he stops full autoing, it like does that classic Tarkov flip where like it flips down. You know, yeah. like traditionally, there's a there's the flip up, and then the auto comp kicks in. But then when you release, like, the camera recoil goes down and, like, the gun also tends to go down. But this looks pretty, pretty severe, like, stronger. So I wonder if it's going to be similar to what they showcased earlier where there's, like, a recoil force up that you have to compensate for. And then it, once it reaches that apex and it just stays there. And then when you release the full auto, it kind of resets back down. That is my suspicion. Down. 
I suspect that as well. And and I think what is happening is that the the person who's present in the video, whoever's actually controlling it, mm-hmm. isn't counter-correcting for the gun returning right, at the right. end. That's, that's my suspicion. Here's but, a good example as well. Yeah. Because it's kind of like... Tarkov, it's, it's still Tarkov's recoil system, mm-hmm. right, in some sense. So, But rather than having to do the, the pull-down bit halfway through, you have to... Oh, sorry, the push-back-up bit halfway through, you have to do it now at the end because there isn't... There isn't any, um, there isn't any like down force anywhere in the weapon's recoil. So it happens after you stop shooting, which arguably is fine because, like, when you're not shooting anymore, it doesn't matter if it's off right. target as much, right? So it doesn't, it's not as impactful. So I feel that that's like maybe okay. Yeah, I mean, I think the um, biggest thing is that you don't lose sight picture when you're shooting. You know, like the way it flipped before was just way too. Without having the proper mods, it was just like way too much. Yeah. I'm not sure if the camera recoil is now too much based on this lower recoil. Like the camera recoil looks like it's been unchanged. So the camera moves up, but the gun doesn't. Right. It's a bit funny. I don't know. Well, we're going to have to see. I'm not sure. Um, the one, there's a, I think they've got a stock M1A somewhere. Is it, is mm. it a stock M1A? Oh, it's, it's, no, it's not stock. It's an EBR. Yeah. It's got an M1A EBR. And the recoil on that looks like quite sizable. I did notice that as well. It has me a little concerned. Well, maybe. Oh, I think we've always said that you know the lo- the smaller, less less powerful calibers need lower recoil, and the bigger calibers need the more. Yeah, and to be fair, the EBR sucks. <laughs> yes, the EBR version of the M1A is pretty atrocious. I I think it's like a hundred recoil or something, right? And the M1A can get down to something ridiculous, like thirty odd or forty something, like really, really low. So maybe it's fine, but yeah, it looks hefty. Well, my concern is not that it's hefty, per se, but that it's the only real single-fire demonstration we're getting, and the way the gun is, like, pivoting, you know, like, pivots up and then resets and then pivots up and resets, Mm. that has me concerned that that's also the behavior you're going to get on the sink, on, like, the AK, for example. Or a single shot. Yeah. Yeah. I was hoping that wouldn't be the case. Yeah, I agree, actually. Which makes it may not be right. It that just you know, but if it's the case, it kind of makes single fire not feel that great in general. Yeah. What about the pistol? The it like pistol pulls down pretty strongly okay. on the pistol, but it sort of looks alright. Honestly, if they can just fix that one, I think which I, maybe they have, but that one. I saw Sheaf was talking about it somewhere. Oh, I think it was on like a tweet from uh, Wilds. Is that his name, Wilds? Will, I call Wilds? him Wilders. I don't know how you actually say it. I'm not yeah. sure. Anyways, the, the whole like if you shoot the pistol too fast and the bullets go low where you're aiming, like just because how it snaps back so fast. So, uh, hopefully there's none of that because I hate that for Burning Passion. It's so <laughs> hard to like take a pistol that's low calibre and not spam it and, like, try to get the right cadence to get the maximum rate of fire without having the bullets go too low. Like, it's just so annoying. I, oh, do you mean ramen style? Or Was that him? Okay, I can't remember who it was. Ramen, yeah, ramen put a post that might have been it. about that. Yeah. Yeah, because he, he posted this, like, ridiculous clip where he kills mm-hmm. a dude with a bolty. Um, yeah, and then and Sheaf messaged back on it, saying spam firing the pistol makes the shots go lower. 
He's clearly not seen the Airwing video. <laughs> well, it's weird too because it's like inconsistent. Like if it was consistent, they went lower. Then like fine, maybe you could like work with it. But because it's dependent on how fast you are clicking the mouse, it's just it's a hot mess. So I hope that gets addressed um, as well. But you know, putting a capstone on this, uh, I think it's an improvement and. You know, even if single fire is not that great, I'm just mostly going to be happy with, like, what was this, a PP-19 later on? It looks pretty low recoil. I mean, I'm, I'm a little, because he does, like, burst, and the gun kind of does the whole, like, resetting thing, which is just kind of annoying. But the main thing for me is, like, I can see what I'm shooting at when I fire my bullets, you know? Yeah. I, mean, I fire the gun. That's, like, uh, you know, I, I, that's all I. That's like I don't want to say that's all I wanted, but that's like one of the most important things for me. It's so. kind of interesting because when he does the burst fire with the PP19, mm-hmm. it's like it still sort of does. Like it looks, it looks like we saw in the little trailer, kind of because like the first few bullets, you actually see the optic going like and slowly right. ticking up, and it does reach kind of an apex just underneath the edge of the optic at some point after like shot three or four or whatever mm-hmm. but it gradually gets there so rather than just going row kicking up and then coming back down it's like more of a ticking up which i think is much better right because you're not going to yeah. get those weird situations where it's suddenly just you try to shoot with a canted or something and it's just like you press the button the reticle is just nowhere to be oh, seen oh yeah you know, like classic yeah classic canted gaming um <laughs> let, let's see reserving judgment reserving judgment I want to play test it. I just thought that's the thing. It's just important to play test it. He said it's coming to ETS. That's right. That's right. So let's look forward to that. Yeah, I'm kind of curious. I'm kind of curious what they did on the back end. I'm curious to know because it seems like the. I don't know. I wonder if they did scrap. Maybe they did like a hybrid. I don't know. I don't know. Too much speculation. I'm not sure. Uh, so yeah, what's next? Probably arm. Armor? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Probably armor. Where's it at? I don't know if I have a slide for oh, There's not that much different about armor. They've got it, yeah, they've got it on the main page. Um it was between recoil and above vaulting. But uh yeah, there's not much too much that we didn't know. It's just a, a little bit of an extra thing. So they said that helmets are getting separated hitboxes as well, which I mean is fine. That's okay by me. I don't really mind that. Um, so you're like top and nape are two separate parts. We're still mm-hmm. to see whether you can repair these things separately or not. So I don't really know what that means for a helmet, to be honest. I guess you'll be able to repair the helmet wholesale. I don't know whether you, if it's not a plate, I don't know whether you'll get the option to repair like each individual piece. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I want to. Do you have a screenshot of the armor? From the mm. slide, if I had one somewhere, but I don't do you have know. the video? You got the video, then? Yeah, but if I blow it up, it gets too blurry. I think I can maybe just fetch one real quick off the Discord. Um, I, anyways, I'm curious about the symbols on the armors. Uh, yeah, because they're the little purple symbols yes. right, on the X fill. Um, and then you've got here we go. I think the purple symbol means that it's innate to the piece of armor. That's what I was wondering. So there's like the purple. So this is, the, I mean, we're jumping kind of ahead, but this is from the Thor armor. 
and there's like this is from the non-plates stuff but there's like a purple square in the bottom left and within that there's like a plate a light purple plate symbol and you know all all of this is effectively the what i guess we would call innate armor or base armor which it's presumably going to be like aramid maybe yeah. something above that and i assume you can repair it by the traders i don't know but I guess I guess what it is is the purple is showing you the quote unquote innate armor and it's all divvied up like back, chest, left side, right side, neck, shoulder, right shoulder, groin. And then the ones that have the little plate inside are indicating that you can put plates in there. I think I imagine so. Those those slots will just be empty when a plate is not in there. And then you have the, the separate <coughs> breakout. Actually here's here's the slide. Yeah, so late, later on in the video they do show some different things. So with the 6B13 at least, when they are highlighting over the, the purple pieces, it says neck bulletproof insert class two aramid seven out of seven built-in armor components cannot be changed. Is the mouth mouse over for that. Um whereas for the main plates it says, you know, front plate, six B twelve front plate, so that's gonna be its own item. Um, and then the same thing for the helmet. So the helmet that they were using was the Xfil, and they've got the top thing, and it says hybrid composite materials, armor class four, 20 out of 20 built-in armor components cannot be changed. So again, I think those purple parts are, yeah, the, the innate sort of armor's like base protection, whatever that might be. So it looks like helmets probably aren't really changing all that much. You've just got whatever the class they used to have, but now they're split up between the different hitboxes. Like front and back. Or I guess top and back in this case. Yeah, like yeah, like top. Yeah, exactly. Top neck ears, like the, the usual head hitboxes. I don't know whether like neck is now part of the because it's a head hitbox, I suppose, but it's probably part of the armor. Yes. Not sure. I I don't I don't know. Maybe it's maybe maybe neck get, is like, still thorax, but I mean neck. Maybe you'll get. That. I mean, are they going to change it on the health pool then? I don't know. I I don't. Is neck part of the thorax or part of the head? That's a good question. I I would hope it's thorax. You're probably dead. Yeah, I would hope it's thorax. I would hope. Me too, because that keeps it the same as it is now. Mm -hmm. But maybe they'll have like a 15 HP neck. (laughs) They'll divvy it up between like, you know, (laughs) 27.5 head, 80, whatever. You know what I mean? Um,. I don't know. I what do you think about splitting like splitting this up? Because previously it was forty durability, right? The Team Wendy helmet. Yes. So now it's twenty on the top region, and then twenty mm-hmm. on the back. Yeah. For simplicity's sake, let's assume that the surface area is equivalent to each other. I don't think for helmets that it makes really any difference. Because it's, and you know what? For helmets, you could probably argue that it's actually a net benefit because you only ever really care about the first shot. Yeah, that's true. For a helmet, because that's the one that you have the maximum durability for. After your Wendy helmet or your TC2002 or whatever it might be, ULAC gets shot once now, it's then rated under class four, so it's probably going to get penned. Whereas having two separate plates means if someone shoots you in the nape, and you get shot in the nape again, like, well, yeah, you're going to be dead in both cases. But if someone shoots you in the nape, and then they shoot you in the top, 
and they're using 5.6A1, you've actually then got two 50-50 rolls yeah. as opposed to a 50 and then a 30 or something. Mm-hmm. So I think you actually that's actually probably better because it's so break pointy because it's like literally one or two shots for the helmet. What's worse is where we've talked previously about the, the actual armors themselves. Um, I don't know. What do they say on the plate? So the plate is armor steel. Yeah, so the plate is... So the front plate of the 6B13 is armor steel 60. Now, assuming that they don't change anything, that's not that much durability, really. Well, I guess it kind of is. It's sort of okay. But it, it depends. Like the, Especially the ones at the sides, the 20 durability, that is not a lot for class 4 with armor steel. Yeah. Armor steel's destructibility figure is like 0.7 or something. Um, let, me just, let me just pull it up. I'll, just, I'll go find it. It's like three times worse than air mill. Ah, point seven. Look at that. Yeah. So, 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 so armor steel is point seven. So, if you've only got twenty durability, <laughs> then that then that gives you an effective durability of twenty eight. So, like a single shot from basically anything, and that's gone. Yeah, that's kind of my worry. Is like now that the numbers are much lower. Assuming everything stays stays the same, which it's not. You know, there's now two hundred forty through five. Or 43, I can't tell. Yeah, there's uh, a lot more durability in general, I agree. Right. But but the actual, the important stuff, you know, the plates themselves are generally smaller. I mean, this is why I brought up the the helmet example. Because, you know, 20 out of 20 is not a lot. I mean, this is a good example as well. And as you're saying, if this gets hit once, especially since it's such a poor material, uh, I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of yeah, scary having these low values. Yeah, I guess it is and it isn't, I suppose. So the 6B13 assault armor right now is 47 durability. So that effective durability is 58 on class 4. So the front plate with... Well, I mean, it's because it's a, it's a 6B12 front plate, so it's not really to do with ceramic or anything in these days. But anyway, so that, that actually gives it like 86 durability effective. So yeah, the front so plate I guess it's better. more... Yeah, I mean, just becoming world of tanks. Fine. Well, what's interesting is like you want to shoot everyone from the side or the back. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's interesting because ah oh, man, this just like really mixes up fights because like you basically have more dur like you have more effective durability all around because now you have air mid protection, but like it's lo- but you have lower stopping power from your actual armor. Because it, you know, sections of your body, the surface area is not proportionally the same to what it protects. You know what I mean? Like, let's say yeah. 65% of your surface area is class two aramid that, you know, has its own individual parts and they're low durability, whatever. Like, the neck is seven out of seven, you know. <laughs> I guess that will stop. Will that stop? Like, well, that's actually if if you buckshot someone in the neck, mm-hmm. because it takes off one point of durability <laughs> for each pellet, will it not just go straight? The last pellet will go straight through. <laughs> if you hit someone with every single if you start, then every, yes, you're uh, actually correct. <laughs> Shotgun, yeah, I forgot neck about meta. That. Yeah, they might have to. I forgot about that. Yeah, the minimum of one damage. Right, it's a bit of a limitation. 
because Aramid, in theory, right, has got a four times multiplier because it's a destructibility of 0.25. So, like, whatever you see there, the effective is four times higher. But there's this there's this limit of the one (laughs) one damage per real. It's the only time where the actual in-game durability matters is for the minimum damage of actual of of one real durability. It's the only time that you would argue that something that has so two armors that are the same effective durability. Right. One which has a worse destructibility right. and one that has a better destructibility. The worst destructibility one is actually better. So ceramic is better, all other things being equal, because it has a higher physical number in game. Right. So the minimum damage of one is actually more effective against Buckshot right. than Aramid because <laughs> it has a lower amount. Obviously, that's usually not the case because Aramid armors normally have you know, 60 similar-ish. or 40. Yeah, they have something similar. And so when you do the multiplier, they're like, you know, miles ahead in terms of... Mm. So this normally doesn't really make any difference. But, you know, again, one, one flechette is just going to be, you know, you're just going to die. But anyway, that's, that's by the by. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. I just, I don't know. I'm kind of now, now that we talked about this, you know, minimum damage... Mm. limitation i'm kind of concerned about some things because i don't i don't like how low these numbers are like 20 it's just like oh man that's like yeah that's that's the right plate sure i mean the front plate 60 right that's that's better than what it used to be um you know previously if you got shot in the front with this armor you had 47 durability now you have 60 and what's the back plate 50 uh looks like 50 which is, I don't know if it's the same armor class. I'm assuming all of these are the same armor class. I gotta say, I'm I'm intrigued. I huh. really hope. I don't think this is gonna be the case, but I really hope we can swap plates and raid. I really hope. Yeah, this me is the too. Case. It's actually very interesting when you when you do it like frame by frame. So it says right plate current side twenty out of twenty, and then back plate granite four RS back, and then six B twelve front kind of intriguing i mean i'm assuming they're all armor steel but we'll say we'll have to see mm-hmm. it's gonna we'll be wild it's gonna be wild yeah I like getting shot from the side is gonna be really bad yeah shot from the side i mean that's the this is kind of the interesting part is like now it's gonna be i feel like the more important stat is gonna be surface area and like what class that surface area is like how big is that surface area of protection mm. um and then what class is it like is there gonna be a vest that has higher rating than aramid what's what's above air what's above aramid above in terms of what uh destructibility like it's the best uh what's below it then i mean uh, Ever... the, it's yeah it's the combination of the polymer one uhmwp and um yeah, that is, that's the next one, and then closely followed by combined. So maybe you'll get one like that, where it's a better destructibility, and maybe it'll have more, or sorry, a worse destructibility, but it'll have higher st- stats, you know? Like, there's yeah. a, like I wonder if there's going to be a class 3 innate armor, if you will, or even a class 4, and then you have, like, a plate or something. There's, there's a lot of potential. But the, the most intriguing part to me is going to be all the surface area stuff and what kind of metas form around that and pref- players' choices and preference. Like it's, it's pretty intriguing. Yeah, where's this? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to find the more complicated one. 
So the, the more detailed version, sorry. Yeah, I'm looking at the Thor. I'm looking at the more detailed version on, on the actual video. Uh, it's kind of hard to hard to see here. Just to see, like, if there's any more granularity. If they, like, looked over. There's um, on Twitter, basically, I can't actually see quite the, what the mouse over is. Because I think on the mouse over, I think they show... Are you trying to see the armor or the plate or what something specific? I'm trying to see. Oh gosh. Oh, it doesn't even doesn't even work in here. I wonder what I've ended up converting this to. I I downloaded the actual thing because I knew I was going to use it at some point in videos. So I downloaded the BSG mm-hmm. stream. Um, but it's coming some kind of awkward format. Oh, this says uh, hybrid composite materials for the Xfull yeah. helmet. What is that? Yeah, is that? I guess that's combined. Yeah. What's the X-Fill right now? Question. Let's have a look. Right now it is... Yeah, it's combined materials. So I guess it's, they've just kept that the same. Yeah, I'm just having a look through the higher quality version. Because they... For the Thor, they mouse over... There we go. Okay, yeah, it, it is. So when they mouse over the armor class box, mm-hmm. it says armor points and it says three. And then the plates are four. So the Thor itself is armor class three everywhere. Everywhere Wait, that has a, a plate. It's, um, uh, maybe I'll just send you the screenshot from the video. Sure. I'll just send it to you on Discord. It's probably easier. There you go. You can only read it on the higher quality version, though. It's, it's, under, it's in armor points. There's a little menu. And there's two little like gray tablets. But with the Twitter in quality, right. you just can't see it. Where am I looking exactly? So you see where the mouse cursor is? <clears throat> the yes. little menu that's popped up. It mm-hmm. says armor points, and then so it says three in that little gray oh, thing, and it says back chest side, right. left, right. And then under that, it says four, front, it. back, left, right. Oh, so this is kind of what snap. we suspected. Hmm. That's interesting. This yeah. one's three. So it looks like the crappier armors are going to be two all over. The good mm. armors are going to be three all over. Because three all over is actually not going to be that bad. So the best armor is probably going to be three everywhere in the highest like coverage with the mm-hmm. lowest weight with the highest number of plates available you would think <laughs> surely there'd be nothing like that it's like uh yeah but yeah i mean that you would you would want all those things but surely yeah. they won't give you all those things right yeah because this thing's like well and uh, yeah the offset to this right is that this is 18 kilos to have all this stuff on it mm-hmm. plus the turn speed yeah, modify, and I'm assuming that the armor has its own turn speed, and then the plates, like the armor, has its own penalties, and then based Maybe. off, I think there was a screen, uh, somewhere in here they were looking at a plate. Yeah, and I think oh, it probably does, right doesn't here. it? Yeah, here we go. So this is, yeah, it's got armor type heavy modifier. movement speed, five percent, two percent turn speed, two percent mm-hmm. ergonomics. Yeah, and the actual. 6B13 has 11% move speed and 8. So then you got to add that on top of the plates. Uh, uh, when they just get rid of my turn speed, man, you can have everything else. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's what we're really going to be looking out for, I think, is the one. Like, I just don't, don't think it's ever really going to be worth putting side plates like on anything. Oh. It doesn't Put really look like it. On Not really. I think it's uh... going to be useless. Like, your arm's going to be in the way half the time. The other half of it is just open anyway. 
Yeah, but the side plates also have like totally god awful durability. If that's a class four with fifteen, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, it's tough to say. I mean, if it's five thousand rubles, then yeah, maybe that's sure. the thing. Like the price, if the price is right, even worth it for the weight though. This is the question. Or maybe they're not. Uh, maybe they don't. Maybe they true. don't weigh very much. I don't know, man. It's gonna be. This is the thing. But that's what we're gonna have to balance. We're gonna have to balance like the weight cost with the ergo and the turn speed versus the actual cost versus like, is this actually going to save you? I don't know. But yeah, I, think, get... I just think from the side, you're just going to get absolutely hosed, even if you have them on. Yeah. Like, do they have ricochet chances? Because I don't understand why the plates at the sides have to have such low durability. I don't feel that that's um, necessary because in my opinion if it's like oh the plate's small so yeah it's like fine but if it gets hit then surely it has as much durability as like a bigger plate that covers the bigger area i, I guess like yeah. the idea is if you get shot twice in the same plate and it's smaller so it's less ch- right. less likely to have the shots like distributed far apart from each other because one shot weakens the armor like but but even still i feel that it's, that's balanced by its like physical size side plates are so small i feel like you could mm. keep them at 45 durability and that'd be that's fine because they're just like less likely to be shot because they're little yeah i don't know it's i mean there might be some like realism thing where smaller yeah plates is more Boo. vulnerable you know Boo realism i think yeah i think that's i think there's some truth to that like especially with like ceramic or something you know it's, right yeah, it's right. You, you know, they're, they're built in whatever, right? You like you shoot one place and the cracks sort of you get shot right. in another place if it's next to the first shot, but like they're not implementing that. So well, they kind of are just in a different way. They kind of even like they're like yeah, they've gone from like the big macro ones one right. hitbox down to micro ones and then like ne- yeah, next the wipe in patch 16 we're going to be introducing <laughs> you know, micro fractures or whatever like oh my god. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's We'll set the sea. I mean, it, this, this is, it's kind of like the helmet argument, right? It's like, oh, helmets never work. They don't save my life. But, you know, the the times they do, it's like you're counting your lucky stars. You know, it's like, that was, yeah. thank you, helmets. You know, it was kind of, so like. I think the thing about helmets, though, is that they don't, they cost money, but they're not really detrimental. And I think that the armor is a bit different. Like, they, they do weigh something, but I, I mean, think they're detrimental the, in the sense that they cost money. <laughs> yeah. Whereas the armor is going to, like, actually yeah. be heavy. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. like, side plates will actually be... I mean, maybe they won't be because they're so little. Maybe they will only be half a kilo or something. I don't know. Because then you could be like, well, you know, what would I rather have, like, helmet on my head or, like, an extra little plate on my side? Like, is that going to matter? Maybe it'll be fine. I think one I question know. for me is, is it ever going to be... Well, there's kind of... It's kind of a, it's kind of a multifaceted question, but, like... Because I think I've heard Clean talk about this, and I don't know anything about this. But, like, like say you could take a, a PACA, right? And you could put a slick plate in there, like a class six yeah. plate. That seems pretty good because the pack has got a lot of aramid stuff around it, and you got a class six, and it's light. But like the slick plate carrier, are those going to go away? Because like, why would you want that with a like? It's less. It's like straps, you know. Like the Tagilla rig is effectively like literal <laughs> chains and like string holding a plate in the center. But like, I think the, they'll just be really cheap. I mean, I would hope so. It's just going to rebalance the whole economy, unless they like they you know they're sold with a six plate in them, and that's what makes them expensive or something. So it depends on like whether you're just buying the rigs themselves, the carriers, or whether you're buying the plates with the rigs 
and start with the right. carriers to start with, like exactly what combination of that occurs. Like that's going to be what kind of, uh, you know, makes the difference, you know? Yeah. And I just, I just wonder if like Tagilla rig and, uh, slick have like, like, will there be armors that effectively have no innate durability? Yes, you know, so. it's like just, <laughs> you just have the plates and that's it. I it's guess like, so, yeah. just like Velcro and <laughs> I think the slick and will be like that. I imagine. Yeah, we'll see. That's, it'll be intriguing. Yeah. Um. Anything else for armor? I think that's it. You know, we could talk about it forever, but I think for now, for now, that's all we can really glean. Let me have a look through my list. So we did recoil. We did left shoulder. We did about EOD. We did about arena. We did vaulting. We did customization. Oh yes, the streets update. No expansion, but they are adding internal rooms. So I guess extra buildings, like maybe they're opening up some doors. Um, there's more rooms that you can be able to explore. Again, like there's so much that they can add to the map. There's so many doors that are closed. Yeah, they can add a few more things without doing like an actual expansion. But more importantly, um, the new streets boss is coming, Colin Ty, and I'm pretty sure he is the policeman who sits at the table in the right. raid series. I think he's the police guy, um, and they're adding the BTR as well. Finally. This is going to be interesting. So you're going to be able to hire the 30 mil cannon. You can be able to ride it around the map, I believe, and also like extract loot using it. That's so many questions around that mechanic, dude. So many questions. But yeah, I know Nice Guy asked BSG, you know, well, are the RPGs coming so that we can deal with the BTR? They mm -hmm. said, uh, no. <laughs> so we're just out of luck. If you get pinned down by it, you're just, you're just dead, basically. There's no counterplay, I don't think. Oh, I don't know if I, well, it's whatever. I'm yeah, just more curious people even use that, don't about the, like, you know, like, is it a faction? Is it just like yeah, a work for hire? How do you interact with it? Do you like walk up and like hold F like you're going to take car extract and you just pay the fee and now it just drives around? How do you get in and out? It's like the, it's just so America many... like pops out the top just like, <laughs> ah, <laughs> I just have so many questions. Like, I hope it's like, like, I'm kind of feel like there's going to be like some jank associated with it you know what i mean there's just like nothing else like this in the game right mm. like what like the interactables is like doors you know loot boxes uh i don't know what else will you interact with car extract but this car is like is the closest thing because wait can are uh, did they say you can get in it or you can just send loot off they said you can send well i don't i'm not 100 sure they said something about the cannon. So I thought um, you could get in. It was. The I thought thing. you could. I thought you could get transported around streets. That's, that's what I thought. Like it was like you would you you get in it and you go to different parts of streets. So maybe that's coming down later. That's what I mean. Is like how is it? Are you gonna press F and then like you know, like transfer rubles over and you like move items? You like get in? Is there an animation? Like I just have so many questions. Like I just I don't know. Part of me is just like really like if you ever played some of these games like vehicles and it's like just this weird combat where like you get in. And you like just instantly disappear, and then you get out, and you like instantly appear. So you're just like juggling that back and forth to like avoid dying or something. It's just like there's so many things about this. I just have so many questions. How it's gonna work? I for one can't wait for the vehicle extract invisibility bug to come back with the BTR, <laughs> and you to get thirty mil cannon out of literally nowhere. Oh my god! That's what I can't wait for. That one's that's gonna be a real a real one. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we'll just have to find out. It's it's 
kind of wild that they're ready to roll that out, honestly. Like, yeah, kudos to VSG for the content coming. It was one of those things that I'm just like, it, people have always talked about it. And, you know, if it never, ever appeared, mm-hmm. I, was, <laughs> I was just kind of going to be like, yeah, yeah. I suppose. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah, that's just the way. So I don't know, man. I don't know. It's pretty, pretty crazy. It's going to be funny. Oh, yeah. The other thing as well, which I guess is sort of while we're talking about like stuff that is mental, the mm-hmm. Lightkeeper services, which are coming as well. Yeah. You're going to be able to, in some fashion, hire the goons, mm-hmm. hire Zavarchi, and make peace with the cultists. Now, make peace with the cultists temporarily, I think is less of a, like, that's kind of whatever. But hiring the goddamn goons and hiring Zarachi for, like, sniper cover support, like, <sighs> what the hell that looks like, I've got absolutely no idea. That yeah. sounds crazy to me. I mean, I wonder if it's... Yeah, I mean, I would think it would have to be in the same raid instance yeah i would think <laughs> well, maybe you get like a ticket and then you when you play or maybe it's like a, a lapse key card you know when you enter a raid it just vanishes and then now when the goon spawn and zarachi spawns and they just you know escort you i, just, I don't know dude that's just the whole thing is wild to me i'll, I'll uh i look forward yeah. to the streamer that grinds that one out and showcases that feature <laughs> mm-hmm. it's gonna be it's gonna be insane be absolutely insane. Um, I guess so. Like other ancillary things, I suppose is um, achievements, which is going to be just like kind of cool. They're like you know they don't wipe, which is fun. I think you'll get cosmetics for it. They said there's going to be special events where you'll get achievements for doing certain special things, like you know Halloween one year maybe, or um. You know, I don't know, maybe the, you know, the, the challenge that we had last wipe for the two lines of stash, maybe there'll be something like that. Like, you know, you'll have, like, special achievements that can only be gotten if you were playing at that time, uh, which, is, which is cool. I think that's nice. It's a nice little addition. Yeah. Uh, I saw, like, Valiant posted that he was, like, really excited about this. I thought he was being sarcastic, but he, he was it. I'm personally not too big on achievements. I don't know. It's just kind of a... Something I never really got into. Um, yeah, same for me, really. It's like a nice to have, I think. And I think I'll be more, I will care more about, well, for, firstly, right, the thing that's nice about it is that if it's done in the right way, and I hope that it's done in the right way, it's just like part of the a more generalistic stat tracking thing. So that's it's what like, I was you know, say. kill like X number aspect. of scabs. Yeah, that's cool. So you can be like, see how many scabs you've killed, how many rounds you've fired, like, lifetime throughout the wipes. Like, something like mm. that would be kind of like, that's just kind of cool. And like, PMC's killed, like, lifetime, because we miss that at the moment, you know? Uh, we don't get to see anything after our previous lives. But um, there's also these like player profiles that are coming as well. So you can be able to like see each other's profiles. So if you're on, I guess, through the friends list or something, you can be able to like check out other people's profile, which is kind of cool. And you can be able to, using the weapons rack, put up guns on the weapons rack that you can pin to your profile. A bit like in Dota, where you can like pin your favorite hero kind yeah. of thing. Um, but you can go and look at people's like weapons builds from the pinned thing, which is kind of fun. Like it's got a very limited use case, but. Um, and somebody actually suggested this on the stream, and I was like, that's an amazing idea. They were like, oh, you know, if I, for example, make a video about a gun, I can right. pin the gun to my profile so people can go in-game, search me, and find it and copy and save the preset from my profile, from the latest video that I did. I could be like, go to my profile in-game and go and copy the loadout if you want to. They have to add you to first, right? I don't think so, because you can just see people in-game. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Maybe I'll just get inundated, who knows? We'll see how that works, but... 
that's kind of fun i think yeah no it's it's, it's cool i like yeah. it yeah and it's an easy way to share gun builds without them being like yeah an entity that you have to share and chat as like you know a, a chat like attachment or something between people which it's something that I was kind of hoping they do at some point, but like, it's a nice to have that again, like who cares? So this is a nice way of doing it. So if you do want to share a gun build, you can. You just have to build Only it. Only three at a the... time, but you know. Three at a time's fine. That's fine. Yeah. I, I still kind of like paste, pasting uh, the code idea. Yeah, me too, but it's less, yeah. Yeah, they could have, that, that would actually be kind of interesting. You Like um, those old school games where you have like a level code or whatever. Be cool if there was like a gunsmith code you know, you could like export yeah, it as like just... a .txt and you go like, oh, here's my AK. And then that... you like, you, you paste it into someone else's thing and it's like, there you go, here's the... You, know, you just have like a... Clipboard, readable thing, yeah. Like a clipboard icon and like a... Maybe just like a word box that's paste and then you click the clipboard, it copies the the presets and then mm. you can go into chat and then paste it to somewhere and then if you, you want someone, you just copy theirs and then hit the paste button and it pastes it in. Yeah. Pretty... Yeah, uh, yeah. No, the one thing I do like about uh, achievements, though, is the... <laughs> I like I like this, like, on Steam achievements for, like, <laughs> Dark Souls. Is, uh... Namely, for Dark Souls, you get to see how many people have, like, beat the first boss, and how many people have, like, you know, beat the last boss. You can see, like, where people start quitting, <laughs> or, like, never made it far enough. Yeah. So it's... I, I, I like... I, like the, I wonder if there's one, like, that, you know... That's gonna be it, amazing, though. It really it is. Customs or <laughs> survived your first customs raid. Two percent of the players. Because that's the thing. It would that will really show us like where people end up sitting. Yeah, as the yeah, player base, right? Exactly. That's gonna be a really, really interesting one from the stats perspective to see how many people actually have got this and like where is the distribution? Because you can see where you sit in the sort of you know the ranking and where other people other people could share their information as well, and you can sort of gather together a bit of a. Well, it's uh, got an a, idea. It's got a baked in percentage of all players in it. Yeah, but I guess you only know where you are versus everybody else. You don't necessarily know like the shape of the graph, if that makes sense. But it still gives you an you know an interesting data point. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like, like if you're in like the top one percent of players, it doesn't tell you how many. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know where the the kind of but like fifty fifty point is or whatever. A lot of these are just like like one survive three hundred raids. Like, there is no, like, top. It's either, like, you do have the thing or you don't have the thing, or how close you are to completing the thing type of thing. Oh, I guess, yeah, I guess that's, that's fine. Yeah, I guess that's fine, yeah. And it gives you it gives you the data point for 300 raids, then, I suppose. And if it's, like, if it's like 100, 300, 500, then that gives you the granularity. So it depends yes. on what it is, I think. Yeah, I wonder if there's anything, like, just trying to see. No. Wait. What playing is it now? Yeah, I was trying to see if there's anything, like, I'm trying to think of one that's, like, a good, like, Unlock Flea actually would be a good, a really good mm. one to know. Got to 20, got to 30, got to 40, yeah, got to 50. Yeah. That'd be excellent. 11 hidden achievements, ooh. No more polls required. There's one named You Suck. <laughs> Eliminate <laughs> 50, You Suck PMC operators. I like that. <laughs> that's That's good. That's good. I love it. So yeah, that's achievements. Cool. Gap stats as well. They've split them out right. from the top. Which is great. Also you don't cool. you don't have to see your scav stats by playing scav and looking at your thing in raid, because currently you do. Um and yeah, ammo presets are coming. And then a bunch of different guns. Guns. 
And they said some quest rebalance stuff is coming too. Yeah, and Department of Guns, it looks like... I don't know if there was more than this. Oh, yeah, they, he did say... Anyways, uh, we'll get to that in a second. The, the two was video-wise, or three, I guess. I don't even want to break it up as... Uh, what is this? The, the VS-91? Is that the name of it? VSK-90? It's the, the VSK-94. Which is like the suppressed... Basically, my, my very finite understanding is, is essentially... It's using the 9x39 caliber, and it's kind of like a janky SMG-esque. I mean, it's not really an SMG-esque, but, you know, it's like a very Keter-esque weapon, right? And then you got, like, the suppressed version and the unsuppressed version. You know, it's yeah, not so like the nine some refined, you know, high-tech gun. It's very, like, strips of metal slapped together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not a, a super expert, but... Uh... Yeah, there's like a bunch. The 1991, which seems like very basic, and then the VSK, which is like a bit bit more like a VSS. I don't really know what the difference between the VSS and the VSK 94 actually is. Really, they look they look very similar. I think they have maybe a different mag or something. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not really sure. It looks like um, this one's the A. Sorry, 9A91, and then the other one, the suppressed one is the VSK 94. I'm assuming the A. Sorry, 9A. 91 got too many characters uh is the unsuppressed version like you can't suppress it and then the other one is suppressible i, I don't know yeah the 1991 looks like a looks like a keter in th- 9 by 39 doesn't it yeah um where's, where's the video what does the video look like for the bsk uh what's that one that's the 1991 there what's this one? Oh, that's without a scope on it okay okay oh they had like a dovetail on or something uh, let's see. Does it? It should do, I think. Can't tell. It's too far back. I think... Oh, I can't really tell. I think so. I don't know. I, I mean, you're asking if it has a a dovetail rail? Yeah. I think it does. It looks like I think it, does it does on here. Oh, when he reloads it, it does, yeah, because it should, I believe. Whereas I don't think the 1991 does. Maybe it does. Mm. I don't think it does. Mm. Oh, wait. Yeah, maybe it does. It, it looks kind of like a dovetail. Maybe it's not. Either way, a very a, a new budget gun, perhaps. Kind of my thoughts. Initially. Like we need another. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, the VSS kind of got tanked. It used to be like way back in the day, the budget gun, quote unquote. It really wasn't a budget. <laughs> it was like the ultimate gun in some ways. It was like mm. cheap and arguably a very top tier um, yes. choice not because it was cheap but its dps was insane uh the other one that we got was the rpd which essentially the rpk but fires in 762 by 39 i believe is kind of the yes. way you could describe it which yeah. i wonder if this is going to be a optional killer weapon or optional caban weapon you could spawn with yeah i don't know perhaps i but one thing that I was a little disappointed in, but it's okay. You know, it's not the end of the world, but bipods and mounting is not coming, right? I'm correct. Yeah. That, right. That was the one thing on the roadmap that did not get announced for this. It's it's coming later. To be fair, they've everything else on the roadmap is, except for so yeah. now it's streets expansion and, and bipods and, and like mounting slash mantling weapons on stuff. So but I'm not surprised. 
Yeah, like certainly something had to get scrapped, right? Like it's impressive enough they did. You know, it looks like they're delivering everything, almost everything they said they would, and some new things that we were not anticipating. So, um, yeah. yeah. But I would, yeah, I look forward to when bipods can come out because I think I like I like that mechanic. Yeah, because um, it makes like a basically makes a crappy gun very good, but you you pay the cost of mobility. Apparently, the six beer is coming too. Just to finish off the guns right, yes. conversation, I don't think they had a. Uh, I don't think they had a video of it. No, um, but that's coming. The MCX beer, and I think it's coming in a new caliber. I yeah, believe, I based off, I think it was nice guy. I think. I hope I'm not spouting disinformation here. I think it's coming in six point eight. Oh, otherwise really? known as 0. 0.277 Fury, however you pronounce that. Probably all the gun people are just like recoiling at my uh, terrible nomenclature or whatever. Like, and I've literally never heard of this caliber before. <laughs> it's not been in any game that I've played, so I don't know anything about it. Supposedly, it's somewhere between 5.56 and 7.62. Maybe it's something oh, like really? okay. 300 Blackout. I, I'm, I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, um, I looked at a little. If it's the same one, I'm thinking. Oh, I think it was like six point eight or even six point five Creedmoor, but probably six point eight. Anyways, it was like yeah, it was weird because the all the rounds it was comparing it to, I had like no reference to. Like there was the the German World War Two round that was used in the uh, some of the rifles there, which I forget what it's called. It starts with G. It's some weird German name. Anyways, right. Uh, yeah, it was just like I have no frame of reference what this is, but <laughs> I was kind of surprised because you can get it in you know a bunch of different calibers. I think seven six two by fifty one NATO was like common one, so I was kind of anticipating that to be what was going to be. But if nice guy says that, then that's even cooler. I like I like new calibers. Yeah, we'll see. I think it'll end up being like the MCX, I suppose, where it's got. I, I would imagine its own sort of set of things but it's kind of limited probably like the uh mp7 as well it's like limited selection of mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. three flesh damage rounds that no one ever uses and then right one that's like one that's one, like half like, decent and one ap1 yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah that's the only thing it's like are we getting anything new by adding that like i don't know but well we'll see we'll see so i think that was everything was there anything else that we missed i don't think i don't so, think so. Like, let me look through like just picking out some random stuff. Like there was one thing Nice Guy said about after raid replay system is now in, in arena, and they've mm-hmm. said apparently that they'll look to port it to the base game, maybe, but it's not a guarantee. They're thinking about it. Mm, um, so like after the raid, like you might be able to get some some form of replay. Like maybe you need to. I think that previously they've said like maybe you'd need to like actually buy a, have a helmet cam or something to be able to do that or whatever. And like kind of, maybe it comes in the mail. I, I, I don't know. But uh, yeah, they could do. They want you know they could do it. For me, it's just a matter of like, a do they want to do it, and then b do they want to do it like in a traditional way where it's just like you always get it, you know how they want to, or do they want to implement it as you're saying, like in a realistic way where it's like you got to get the helmet cam and then you got to pay the fee to get it delivered to you by fence, mm. you know what I mean? Just like it, it's kind of interesting, but yeah, in principle, I, I kind of like the idea of. Uh, of a you know death cam after the raid closes something like that i would like that it'd be be cool to be one of the like special equipment pieces you know so you put it up there and it's like oh yeah never gets lost like you always have it 
And yeah. I wish that there were more special equipment things that you had to kind of choose between the three. Yeah, that, that could be an interesting mechanic for sure. Then they could start selling uh, additions to the game with additional special <laughs> slots. No! Oh. Prepared to be tactical edition. You get two extra special equipment slots. Yeah, they should just... That's what they... Oh, never mind. Okay, I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> All right. So, so now that we've basically spent the entire thing talking about point number one, it is arguably the most important point. Sure. So it's the most important point. Shall we discuss some of the other, the other things? I will very briefly talk about the end of the streamer challenge. Um, streamer challenge is over. Three people are getting a, an item. People have been disqualified, banned. Tons of drama like we talked about last time. Um, I did follow through on the final statistics. Day nine had 392 players, which is 27% of the initial player base. Um, who, who ended up doing is that doing the last that. day or was it day 10 that was the last day there was only there were only nine days well what was interesting is that up until day five it was like quite a steady drop off like as we said last week it was 79 percent on day one 67 percent on day two 50 percent on day three 42 percent on day four 36 percent on day five 31 percent on day six right but after that like if you've been in for six days yeah you're probably yeah. going to stay in for all the days right so it went 31 28 28 27 so people once you got to day six or something like those people were in, in it for the long haul like yeah. doing the next sort of four days or something wasn't as big a deal so four percent of people extra dropped out between day six and day nine but it really it did tail off after that point so that was the end of the streamer challenge we're going to be seeing um spoiler alert if you for some reason want to go and watch the streamer challenge and you know don't want to know <laughs> the answer then like you know mute it now or take off your headset but we're gonna uh, who, who won so we ended up with vibin and uh oh god who, who else was it I remember Vibin actually ended up winning, right? I don't remember. I just... Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm sad to say the only thing I remember was Trey coming in fourth because he posted about yeah. it. Yeah, because Trey came in fourth, which was, uh, you know, I, I feel for him. Uh, that kind of sucks. Oh, yeah, it was um, Vibin, Insect, and Tamathi. Well, I don't know the other two. But oh, I did... Uh, Vibin. Did that toast guy come in Yeah, the surprise, to- <laughs> the, su- the surprise toast guy got disqualified. Mm-hmm. or whatever reason um yeah there's, there's a billion there's a billion clips of like what looks like blatant hacks to be honest right. and there's an ongoing saga between trey and him where he's going to showcase him playing with a helmet cam or a head cam or whatever it is right like so some some stuff i've just kind of ignored it i don't, I don't yeah. really care but um you know whatever okay <laughs> it, it is what it is yeah looks like we've managed to somehow avoid uh Avoid a, a cheater getting an in-game item, which is good. Yeah, I mean, if if you're interested in this topic, I think Veritas is probably going to have some stuff on it because he's kind of looking into it and has like some. I think he previously accused them of cheating, but didn't like go public or something. You know, it was. It, anyways, I might check. Oh, out... Oh yeah, that's true. Actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I might check out their cast because I'm kind of intrigued by what stories. You know, it's just kind of mm. an interesting. Yeah. Thing. So that's and... the end of that. Um, so I'm kind of glad that that's over. And then yep. after that, was went straight into Twitch Rivals, which was a much better rule set, as we said. It seems like everybody had fun. I didn't manage to catch much of it. I've only seen a few bits of it, but it seems like everybody had a good time there. And uh, I mean, yeah, it's just like it's just a much better rule set, as we said, um, and it's genuinely been quite quite a good time um, from by all accounts. Um, as I said, I haven't, I haven't really seen it, so I can't really comment. But 
The, the main part that I saw was people using some janky jump to get into the cabana area over like a bin to avoid the mines. There's like one place where you don't oh, get yeah, blown up by claymores that. at the side. <laughs> I just kept seeing people jumping over. Every time like, I tuned in to watch it, people were jumping over that bin to get into the cabana yeah. area. So I was like, oh, everyone's going to be doing that now, I guess. I saw um, another jump that I had no idea about. The um, So you know the, the Kita Street? It's got that little Nikita oh, yeah. coffee shop thing. So across the street, uh, if you're towards like, almost like you're going to factory, but there's like this, you know, kind of like dead end area, mm-hmm. um, sort of behind this little grassy hill area. Anyways, it, it's, it's just like a corner, it's like a dumpster, but there's a fire escape, but you can't actually get onto the fire escape. You know, it's like a set of smell stairs, basically like shorelines, resort smell stairs, right. but the bottom part is non-existent. But Willers jumped on like some dumpster and some other stuff, and then jumped onto the fire escape, and it's like oh, wow. pathable, and, and you can go all the way up it. So now you can see straight down the Kita Street, like basically oh, all the God. way to like where you shoot the flare. That's crazy. And I was like, dude, that's an insane sightline. I was like, oh my god, that's so crazy. But but you know, I imagine you need a lot of strength. Like I'm pretty sure all their accounts had max strength. Um. But yeah, I, yeah, I like, don't know for the for the Twitch travels. I'm not actually sure. I think so. I mean, they were like rocking, you know, guns, mags, uh, not Ronins. What's what's the green armor vest? What Redutes? Uh, Redutes, yeah. Um, they're like 33 underweight kilos going into mm. rain. Yeah, okay. it, it's it seemed like they were moving <laughs> at max strength speeds, but may, I could be wrong. But anyways. Yeah, I mean, I I watched I watched a lot of Wheelers play, and it was kind of interesting. I mean, it's funny because they they did the typical gamer thing and didn't like thoroughly read the rules, so they got like a really bad start initially um, on streets. But then they like I think they came in first on labs, and that overall put them at second, which was pretty a pretty big comeback. Mm-hmm. But it was kind of it's kind of funny because their strategy was like, especially on labs like you go for these uh what are they called the the the, the devices the things yeah, yeah. You, go for, you go for the converge because they're worth 10 points right but because the way the rules are set up they have to be found in raid so you have to have enough xp to extract with them yeah and kills like ai kills and player kills are worth something but you get points you get raid xp so then you can extract so like there was times where it's like Willers would have like the things waiting at the extract. He's waiting for the seven minute timer to get the non, you know, the, the non to run through. But then Landmark would get killed. He's like, I got, I got XP. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. So that he would, they would all dump all the loot to him and then he oh. would extract and they would all extract. And then because he's the one that's got found and raid, all the loot, because like you could get money from like found and raid items, but they had to be found and raid. So like Tagilla's and Killa's armor and helmet were useless. Mm-hmm. If you didn't have the XP, so you just stack this one guy up. But they were just like speed running, like four minute raids back to back. I see. And so one person would go and collect the XP to get finding raid. They dump the items to that that guy, and then he and everyone would extract. And it didn't matter if some of them didn't have finding raid. Yeah, and it was also kind of weird because like it didn't even matter if like like I, in some ways it didn't matter that you found the item or that you secured the item. It was more about who had XP and was alive, you know? Because mm. like you could have the item. And as I said, you just you just gotta get XP. So it, I don't know. It's kind of that part was kind of weird, but it was also kind of funny in a way because it was like summing up 
late wipe Tarkov and that show. Just like four minute raids, instant action, go find the valuable loot extract. It was, just, it was like I kind of don't mind that actually. That's fine. Like that level of strategizing is okay because it doesn't hurt overall, right? It's just like you have to just be like min maxing. Like who's got the da da da? Like it, it's it's fine because it's just a weird quirk of the way the systems function. Um, but I guess it doesn't like hurt the overall challenge. It just like adds an extra overlay of like Tarkov jank over like the way that you have to actually play it. Yeah, I mean it's 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 just kind of weird because like then the I think that strategy became popular by the time Labs came around. So like Hutch's team was starting to adapt, which is like Hutch, Trey, and mm. Smitty. But it's like Genji's team on streets was like in first by like a lot of points. I don't remember how much. And what like, did they do exactly? I didn't watch a ton, and I looked at the breakdowns of them, and it looked like they looted more. Mm. <laughs> Which Genji, you know, she's kind of like the loot queen, but um, but I think because I mean, streets like that's kind of the thing. Is like I don't know. I'm just saying, like it's just kind of a no, uh, you know, weird the way Landmark's strategy worked on Labs was like very good at doing a one particular thing or like a particular yeah. set of things whereas like other strategies aren't that good because the like rate they can put out because like looting you had to like get 200k worth of loot to get points for it i don't remember what mm. it was but it was like you know what i mean so like you gotta i mean in this is not like flea market loot this is like i don't even know what maybe it's like handbook loots value or therapist value yeah, i don't know i guess so like in-game sale value whatever it is like you right. know base price yeah so like the, you know wires aren't worth jack so like i don't know it's just kind of it's kind of skewed in a way because i kind of think you know i like to see more variety don't get me wrong watching someone loot filing cabinets for five minutes is not <laughs> fun but i don't know tarkov and the way tarkov works with like loot sometimes is kind of annoying it's like you need you need one particular item and it's like okay you know, here's the here. It, this is what it wants for me. I'm gonna. This is my strategy. I'm gonna do it. But now you're just like kind of at the mercy of hitting the roll, you know. Which is yeah. Like, but sometimes you hit the god roll, and it's kind of you know it's exciting. It's, it's kind of a give and take. But mm-hmm. anyways, mm-hmm. it was it was a it was a kind of it was kind of interesting. You know, I watched. I, I didn't. I had to go to bed. It was getting really late. I could see the show match, but. It was essentially from watching Willers and them, they were basically playing like it was a arena with like four minute cues in between. Quite that cool. Was, yeah, I mean it, it's you know it's kind of like arena, but it was it was cool. Like I think I think definitely when arena comes around and you know they do rivals or any type of event with that, they have like some more objective type stuff. I think it'd be really interesting. Yeah. But yeah, overall it was pretty good. I liked it. And a lot of people said they really enjoyed, like, this was the best one by far. And I think they did a very good job with the rule sets, given what they had to work with. Mm. Yeah. No, it seems it seems like it went pretty well. Yeah. Um. Okay, so what are we going to do now? Do you want a quick story? Yeah. From my, my recent stuff? Sure. So I got accused by Shudderville of... Uh, <laughs> Of, oh, of, no. of of changing, you know, he posted oh, okay. up. What did I? Because because I because like I said at the beginning of the cast, you know, I posted out on Twitter saying I can't wait for Grand Zero so I can hunt down like newbies <laughs> as a, as a player scav, right? And he was just like, "Giga being critical on scav talk," and 
you know, being evil to new players. Like, uh-huh. oh man, I love to see it. And I was just like, yeah, the villain arc is beginning. <laughs> well, I did my, I did the most evil thing that I've done in a while. Oh god! Literally today, while I was just like, I was writing scripts and I was just like AFK farming <laughs> Gav just over and over and over to try and get the goddamn SJ9, which yeah. by my Twitter page, you will see that did actually end up working after God knows how many raids, like finally found an SJ9 on my scab on entry and just ran out with it. But anyway, while I was doing that, I load into this raid and I'm just like looking around for stuff, whatever. Like I hear like tons of gunshots going off. Like I have nothing on my player really, just like a bag. Because like when you, once you have six rep or once you're about, probably about like after about four rep, you end up just getting like red flares, labs cards, gingy keychains, like loads of stuff. Like the scav's so valuable to just roll on factory a billion times and just mm. run out. But I had like nothing on this particular raid. So I was like, I'll just go and see what's going on. Um, <laughs> and there were just like dead bodies literally everywhere. And Tagilla was just like mid just murderizing somebody um, into a fine pulp. But I have six rep. So I was just like, oh, I'll just go and say what's up. And just like go and grab, you know, some loot, whatever. So yeah. I ended up spending like, because like I got, my interest got peaked. So I got like, you know, sidetracked from whatever I was doing before. So I'm like wandering around with a kid. just like following Tagilla around, just watching him just literally murderize player scouts. It was very, very entertaining. Finally, he like some people tried to fight back, but there's just like there's no way they're winning against the dude. There's a guy who's like near gate three, <clears throat> and I kind of lose together in the end. But I hear him like running from the st- the stairwell section, like the skybridge bit, and he's like running towards gate three. But Gillo is like right behind him, is like swapping between his gun and his hammer, and I'm sort of in the way. And the guy's like, "Dude, get out the way!" I'm like, "What?" And like whatever. Tagilla like runs past me, chases him like round and round and round that little, you know, the little hut outside of gate three, right? The people lie down in and like leg meta you when you try to come past. They're like going round and round this. The dude's just like not sure what to do. It's like yeah, you know, just opposite the pipes kind of thing. I think I understand. Um, yeah. He's like they like running round around there, and he's just like not able to get away. And I'm like, this guy looks like he's got like some good stuff on him or whatever. I don't know. So me, I'm just like, they're just watching, basically. The guy's like, what the, just confused, I suppose. Or maybe he just knew I had six rep. So I take up my keto on like, you know, circuit number three or something. And I just like pop the guy in the leg one time and then just hide. <laughs> so Tagilla obviously just turns up and just like murders the dude. And then I just swoop in and loot him. I was just like, hey, this is probably the most evil thing that I've done in a long while. It's not like, that evil. No, I mean, it's evil for me. I'm normally so nice to people, right? <laughs> No, but I was like, yeah, you okay, know, fellow scouts. Getting, yeah, sure. yeah, for me, I was like, you know, getting chased by Tagilla and then some random, like, six rep dude just shoots you once with, like, PM, PT, you know, some BS round. <laughs> and he had loads of stuff. He had, like, a nice guy thing. He had, like, a, a Zagustin stab. He had, like, loads of things. I was like, man, this is, like, Wait, was he a scab great. or a PMC? He was a scab. Oh, okay, that changes everything then. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, he was a fellow scab getting <laughs> chased that. by... That's yeah, why okay, he didn't kill me, evil. right? Because I was right next to him before. Yeah. And he was just like, dude, get out of the way, get out of the way. Because he didn't want to kill me. Uh, okay, okay. Because I'm that a fellow scab. Sense. But then he's like running around and around and around. And then I just like, padink one in the leg just to break it or like, you know, make it go black or whatever. I was like, there's no way he's going to be pre-pained. And uh, yeah, lo and behold, Mr. Tequila caught up with him with his hammer. That is <laughs> Tarkov survival in a nutshell. Doesn't to get aggro if you do that, says chat? No, because no, I didn't kill him. You didn't kill him. Exactly. All that happens there. I don't, so I don't lose any points either. I, so you only right. lose points as a scav or aggro the other scavs if you, because it's a player scav. So you, you only aggro the scavs if you shoot. Do you aggro all the AI scavs if you shoot any of them? I think that might be the case. I'm not positive. But if you shoot a player scav, nothing happens. They can kill you and get free rep mm-hmm. if you hit them. Um, but yeah, yeah I mean, Tequila doesn't aggro you if you shoot the player scav in the leg. And if he doesn't get to kill me because, you know, I'm hiding behind something while Tequila does my dirty work, then he doesn't get <laughs> anything. I don't lose any rep because he didn't die to me. He died to right. Tequila. 
It wasn't. It wasn't me, Your Honor. I didn't kill him. It just so happened that he had a broken leg. I can't, can't imagine why that could have Objection. Could <laughs> yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. Oh uh, yeah. It's yeah. I've, I've, I really hate the the meta game of the karma systems. I've I've run into it. I might have even done it myself. Where you just like try to bait the other guy into shooting you, so then yeah. you can get free rep by killing him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I do it remember sucks. when it first came out, right? And people were like, "Oh, dude, I've got this crazy daily. Like, can you give me a hand?" Like, the daily <laughs> system had just come out. And they're like, oh, I'm, "I need to like, you know, extract with like a broken leg." Like, people didn't know what all the dailies were. Oh yeah. yeah. Like, oh yeah. Okay, you're <laughs> no problem. I've got you. Got you, fam. I got you. Like, shoot you in the leg, and then you just like bam, just kill them in the head and get a free, yeah. you know, point whatever it is, point point oh one. Oh, it's just like super evil. You you telling that story reminded me of the time where I was on Factory, and it might have been like a year ago. And I was Gavin, and I don't know what just came over over me. I was just like, I might have been like blaming this guy. I just looked at him and I just shot him right in the <laughs> face, like so nonchalantly, and started looting him. I was just like, you know what? One scav life is worth, uh, what is it, ten raids or is it a hundred raids? Yeah, like, ten I, raids. I can make yeah. that. I can make that back in no time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh man, it's funny. It's funny. So I got I did get my SJ9. I got it this morning on another scav raid. It only took me, you know, like five hundred raids of scav or something. Yeah, I could, yeah. Not my favorite way to do stuff. Uh yeah, so what do you want to so, do? Should we we got time for one more topic? Or do... Yeah, should we do? Well, mate, I don't know. What, what do you want to do? Do you want to do you want to do RNG now, or do you want to do it next week? Like, are you have you fully? Because I know you were like trying to find your thing for it. So, like, we could do it next week if we push for time. Um, if you got time, we could do it now. We could we could do it quickly now, and then we'll just okay. but we'll leave the other stuff till till next week. I think that works for me. Um, so long story short, as I was telling Giga earlier. I was replying to a comment on Scab Talk, of course, and I wrote this really long response because it was already a long comment, and I went to press enter, and it did not send, and I was deeply upset, and YouTube was being funky, and so, yeah, that was really sucky. But it was, the comment I was replying to was from the commenter that we replied to last week on the cast, and as it turns out, they were the... Uh, realism mod developer. I guess they were just all on different accounts. So, anyways, oh, yeah, it was kind of cool. So, there was, I mean, I, I came across some interesting stuff. I just mainly wanted to like reference this, uh, not TED Talk, but GDC talk from uh, developer Ben Broad. I think he's a developer, but he's kind of the head of Second Dinner Games. He used to like work. In Hearthstone, probably a lot hmm. of people are familiar with that. And now he's head of Second Dinner doing Marvel Snap. But he has a really interesting segment that I, I've talked about before, I think, in terms of like luck and skill in games. But it was like super relevant to like kind of this armor discussion that we're having where it's like, you know, we, we say it feels like it's going to be more luck based, you know, less skill based, yeah. more varied. Um, so what I have done here is, um, I pulled the video, there won't be any audio, 
but I have the transcript by my side, so I will try to relay the information. But because there's a couple of like slides in here that I think is like pretty and pretty important and relevant. Um, so just to start, I think most people misunderstand the relationship between luck and skill. I mean, you imagine it as a scale with luck on one side and skill on the other. And he kind of has this scale here that's like, on one side it says luck, it's got uh, shoots and ladders, and then skill on the other side, it's got chest. And what he says is like, uh, you know, this is how we think about things, but in actuality, it's more like this. Um, you have... Okay, however it works, not at all. You can have games that are low in luck and high in skill, like shoots and ladders, or high in skill and low in luck, like chess. Additionally, there are games like my favorite one to make fun of, Tic-Tac-Toe, which are low in both skill and luck. Furthermore, games can be high in both luck and skill, like poker, while poker involves a lot of randomness, the best players consistently win. Um, and like the, the charts, the, you know, the scale was, how, how would you describe? Because you know, the previous one was like a linear scale, right? Like a yeah. spectrum. Whereas this is more like a, what's the word? Well, it's a two-dimensional. Right. On like the vertical, like, you got luck, yeah. and then on the horizontal, you got skill. So you can imagine tic-tac-toe in the very bottom left quadrant, and then poker on the very top right. So um, what he goes on to say is, uh, I find games in the high luck, high skill category to be super fun because they include a ton of interesting decisions and have exciting moments that are different every time you play them. Uh, all card games inherently have some randomness due to shuffling electronic cards and drawing from a random deck. However, Hearthstone, in my opinion, has less variance. It's core... Uh, less variance as core than other card games for a couple of reasons. Uh, firstly, the mana system Hearthstone isn't random. You receive one every turn. Um, I'm going to kind of skip some of this part and just go to the more relevant yeah. sections. Uh, he, I mean, this, it is relevant, but you know, want <clears> to get more to the meat and potatoes of what I'm, what I'm talking about. So, Additionally, there are two kinds of randomness. Um, he goes on to say where he talks about Input randomness and output randomness. Input randomness involves a random event like drawing a card and then making a strategic decision in response to that event. Output randomness, on the other hand, is where you make a decision and then you have to find out if it was the right decision or wrong decision. Uh, and he gives an example here where there's a... In Marvel Snap, you have three locations and there's six turns. So in turn one, the first location is revealed on the left. And then turn two, the second location's revealed in the middle, and then turn three, the third one's revealed. So an example of a random event would be, like, the location revealing. And, like, here it says, add a random card to each player's hand, which is, like, another example of a random event. And you have to make a strategic decision about that event. Do I play this random card I got? Uh, et cetera. The, the opposite of that, or I guess the output randomness, is you make a strategic decision... You play to a location that isn't revealed, because you, you can do that, right? On turn one, I could play to the one that's just going to give me a random card, or I could play to an unknown. And then on turn two, it reveals, and it's, oh no, it's Danger Room, it destroys, or it's Murder World, it destroys all your cards here, you know. Uh, so, what he goes on to say, this is, he, you can kind of see how 
the latter, the output RAM this can be like very polarizing, I guess. Like it, you have like mm. re- it can be really exciting. It was kind of like uh hitting the loot cache or whatever in Tarkov and you get the lead X, it's like, oh my god, you know, or like red. But on the other hand, it could be like really frustrating, like, oh my god, he got a uh fragmentation and one tap mean, and you know, like there's <laughs> so it may not be exactly how it works, but um so yeah, he says output random exciting, puts you in new situations, make you think on your feet, solve problems on the fly. Games have found a lot of output randomness are often have a right answer, like chess. Uh, however, Heartstone provides a mix of both input and output randomness. Input randomness creates new situations, while output randomness challenges players to decide whether the risks are worth taking. Uh, so this is part. So part of the transcript, I had <laughs> Chat GPT like formatted and uh, yeah, I guess like you know uh, reorgan or you know conclude it better. So it, it's kind of messed up here but um let me just see if i can find one more segment here because i'm kind of at the end here that i wanted to talk about i think i'll just read this it's not a long paragraph so randomness uh i'm, I'm sorry forgive me uh there's no period so i cannot figure out where the <laughs> okay randomness <laughs> there's like a right answer like chess players have to you know, they're really high levels. It's okay. Uh, what piece do I move? On turn one, you've got like an opening move. People memorize series of opening moves until you get the fun part of chess later on because the random that happens and then I, I, I think maybe this is a bad idea reading the raw transcript. Then you get the response. You feel like you have a lot of control over the randomness in the game and output randomness is the opposite to the input randomness is where you make a decision. Okay, this is kind of rehashing. I apologies for the very rocky row, but I think this is the majority of. I know what he means, though. It does sound like Tarkov. It sort of reminds me of Lighthouse in some ways, right? You got like it's like a chess opening, like you go to the place, the folks do the thing, you do the route, but then you've got like, oh, but there's a PMC here, and then you have to adapt, and then that's like the fun part. Not that I like to play Lighthouse, but like, it seems like you know that's a good example of that. You know, there's set stuff like. I decide to loot the woods camp. Is there anyone going to be there? Is the Lennox right. going to be there? Like, yes or no. And then you find out whether, whether you were right or not. Yes. Uh, or like you loot something and then like, oh, there's a GPU in here. And like, okay, now what am I going to do? Like Tarkov mm. kind of has both of those things. Yeah, it does. It does. And I feel like it has, you know, I feel like it kind of lacks the random events occurring. And then you have to decide strategically what to do. I mean, I guess... I guess in the case you just brought up, that's an example mm. of it. But, you know, it, it kind of feels like it's a bit of that chess move where it's like, you know, if I need it for the quest and I have to get out immediately, but if I don't need it for quest and I put it in my butt because then I could put it in the Bitcoin farm and it's basically as effective as if I bought it, you know. Mm. But the, I mean, the, you know, there could be some cases where maybe you have multiple GPUs so I, or, you know, other... Let is you use for the bar. Anyways, the one, the what I want to get to was talking about armor and these hit zones because I feel like it's relevant, but it's also like kind of nebulous because, in some ways, I think that the armor hit zones, it's not random at all. Like it's not random, like it's predetermined where the spaces are at that are armored and not. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And 
I make a strategic decision to fire my gun at them. I make a strategic decision to where I'm going to shoot and whatnot. I mean, I, I would argue, I could, I could go on to that, but, but the point I'm making is, like, there's nothing random about, like, where the bullet lands. You know, the randomness really happens in the role of whether it pins or not, which often, some of the time matters more than it, than not, I guess. You know, if you're firing BP at a packet, it doesn't matter, right? Like, it doesn't, yeah. it's not going to stop it, right? I think so it's kind it's, of a combination. So I think in, on paper, I'll say, it's very input random. I mean, well, I guess it's output random. I don't know. It's very, like, I make a decision. Things happen. It's, the randomness is within, like, the pen stuff, not necessarily, like, where the bullet lands on them. You know what I mean? I mean, there's a little bit of wiggle. I feel like that's like, kind of how it is now. Well, uh, that's kind of my, that's kind of what I'm questioning because I feel like there's nothing random about where, like, e okay, e let's say even how it is now, right? If I shoot someone in the arm, what happens? Well, it depends what bullet, but currently, you know, the arm gets damaged or blacked out and maybe goes through. Right. And they're wearing a packer. Like, there's nothing random about me aiming and shooting their arm and you know whether it pins or not is kind of independent of that right yes but i think like with the armor hit zones thing it's like it's less intrinsic and more the the recoil combined with the movement combined well, the with the adjusting the... combined with like trying to trying to do it all it's like Right now, you just like spray at them, and the the most mm. randomness you get now is either like thorax versus head versus rest of body. Yeah. Whereas like now it's going to be so granulated, it's like the the hitboxes are even finer, and the outcome is even right. larger. There's bigger disparity within like the same area. So it's like, oh, in this instance, they ate fifteen bullets and they're fine. I was one centimeter to the left, and they died in two shots, and because of the speed of the game and the randomness on the guns and whatnot, I don't think you can ever control that. I think that's the issue. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I feel like, is I just don't think it's... Because, like, here's... I think you and I are kind of in agreement, but, like, just to clarify, I just don't think, <clears throat> literally speaking, that armor hit zones is random in the sense that how pinning is random you know it's, yeah i see what you mean i see what you mean right there's right, a role like, involved with the penetration thing whereas like the hit zones are fixed yeah that's yeah, that's certainly yeah. true however it's, like, <laughs> it's the yeah it's the process you, of actually hitting the zone that ends up becoming random as you described you know there is things like recoil which is random in nature um you know especially the horizontal aspect so there's kind of like variance there but mainly i would say i just feel like this is the this is kind of argument. So like if it's not I don't want to say it's not random, but like if it's practically speaking, I don't think that the way we're supposed to play I mean and, and okay, maybe we are supposed to play this way, fine, but I just don't think it's reasonable for me to be like, A, I need to assess the target and see what armor they're wearing. Right. And then I need to know what hit zones are vulnerable. 
Because I can't, I, I can see what armor they're wearing, but I can't know the armor class of the plates that are, that's in there. Yeah. But I can, if I know, if I memorize the handbook <laughs> for like the, the, the gaps in the armor. Um, so I would have to analyze the armor, figure out where the gaps are, and then B, know like what, like how effective my gun is, my ammo in that case. Like if I'm firing, I don't know, what's like a Golnik, for example, it's not going to matter if I hit him in the yeah. chest or pits or not. But if I'm firing like rip ammo, like absolutely, I want to be aiming for their armpits or <laughs> whatever. Uh, I guess you could go even like a level further. Like if you're using, you know, five, six, a one, you know, or, or something like kind of like in between, like there's some strategy and like, should I aim for the thorax because I'm effectively negating their armor. Like, I'm sorry. I said thorax for the armpit. Cause I'm effectively negating their armor or should I just go for the, the randomness quote unquote of shooting them in the, chess where i hit their plate which i don't have the information of what plate they're wearing they could be wearing a class six plate they could be wearing a class three plate i don't know um so you have to do all that analyzing the target and then you have to like calculate what you what you have what what they have what's the best to, to make and then you gotta like execute that which i just don't think how tarka plays that's going to ever be like a common experience. Like I think maybe there'll be some players and some strategies where you, you know, like take hyper rat for example, or not hyper rat. What's it? Stink rat. I was watching, which by the way, shout out to stink rat. Dude. He's his channel. I was like kind of blown away how much he's like grown since I last mm -hmm. saw him. But uh, yeah, if you're like sitting in a tree or, you know, a camp, a sneaky spot, we'll say maybe oh. then you have enough time to like analyze them. And see what they have, but the, even then, that's like I want. I want like a scope to like really get in and like confirm exactly what armor they're wearing. Because you got if they're wearing like armor, then they got like the vest over top, all the colors and stuff. They're moving. They got the gun blocking. I just, I just don't know how practical, how like reasonable that expectation is. I just think the more common experience is like I'm gonna see guy. I'm gonna shoot guy. I know what ammo I have and what I'm good against, whether it's leg whether it's class four, whether it's a low recoil SMG. So you want to go for like headshots, whatever. That's my strategy. I just, you know what I mean? I feel like that's way more common experience. I just don't think it's like reasonable to be like, let me sit here and analyze this, their weak yeah. points, fall out, New Vegas. <laughs> I think that's like, I think that's the way that people play now anyway, um, to mm -hmm. more or less an extent you like you kind of go okay like if you're a thoughtful player at least you like you sit there and you say what strategy do i want to go for right you know what's gonna be the most effective like do i have access to the ammo that pens the average player like if you're thinking in a sort of meta way it's like okay do what are people wearing typically now because like this is how i play right it's like what are, what are people wearing to be i'd like gear myself up to to be like outclassing people's armor in like 75 percent of circumstances mm -hmm. that's kind of it and it's like you just go in with this expectation that you'll beat the average player and then sometimes you come up against class six and you're just like well rip me i guess you know and you just you just die or, right. or you don't because of the way the tug of works sometimes you know i got killed yesterday in a bagari rig with to somebody with a p90 with sb193 in it right the subsonic round that's been nerfed to 26 pen yeah but the guy hosed me down in like a split second and i just died 
I just I just straight up died. Right. Um, and I was like, I'm actually slightly embarrassed to have died to SB193 in a class five. But again, it's like, doesn't matter too much, right? Sometimes you just, if you got the jump on them, like I didn't even know where he was. And so I just got, I just got killed. And so I think that's going to be the same when this hitbox thing comes through. It's going to be like, okay, what's like the, the classic combinations that people are going for? They're going for class three plates with a class, you know, or class four plates with a class two overlay. That's kind of the general thing. So then I have to make a decision of like, what's the typical armor coverage? Am I just going to go for level four, like busting armor arounds? Because then I could just shoot at everybody. And I know that sometimes they'll die in two shots and sometimes it'll take four or five. Or am I going to specifically like cheap out and go for something different um and then you can make that determination then but like yeah on the fly like the only things that you really figure out on the fly is like i heard them before so i kind of know what gun they have or like you take one look at them and you just go that guy looks like a chad that guy looks like a noob that guy looks undergeared that guy looks like a rat like yeah, you know whatever like you just you get that like instant snapshot of like the dude with the couch bag with the airframes on yeah. you see like a glance <laughs> of him through a door frame and you're just right. like run away um or like um yeah or like you see somebody and it's yeah, they've got very thin torso with an SVT, and you're like, okay, like you can <laughs> tell. Like, no, yeah, yeah, basically. Um, but some guy caught me off guard the other day, right? And like these instant snapshots aren't always necessarily right. And I had a fight with this dude, and he was up on. We were in Lighthouse Chalet, like upper chalet, and he jumped on the roof section of that like outbuilding thing, the one with the safe in it. And uh, he was up there, and I was like, oh, you know, this guy's like taking longer to die than I expect. It's because he had a Ratnik class three helmet on, and I went up, and he had a, a Meta Mutant and a Tagilaric. Mm. And so the helmet kind of threw off my yeah, idea of like how geared well. he was. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of the, I guess that's the same idea behind like some of Airwing stuff that he's done with like teams of three wearing the scav mask because it like throws off player scavs and stops them from shooting at you. Like try and like throw people's expectations <laughs> off, even though it's like not a meta thing to wear from like a protection perspective right. it is from a like player confusion perspective yeah. and you get to kill player scouts for free while they're in that <laughs> moment of like indecision do i want to lose yeah. point one here you know that's so funny. so I, th- I feel like that's going to be how it is going forward but like yeah, nobody is is realistically going to be aiming at weak spots really unless someone is actually stationary like as soon as somebody's moving and especially at a little bit of distance there's just no way anybody has the ability to do that Com- like the combination of player movement which is unknown like maybe desync as well, like the netcode and whatever, the recoil of the guns, the armor plate, the hitboxes themselves. Um, it's going to be impossible to really actually do that. It's like it, it, the equivalent oh, analogy for me is like being, you know, well, uh, you know, a dice roll is completely deterministic. So, you know, you it's not random at all because you could just calculate, you know, exactly how it's going to roll and like get a six every time. It's just like, well, unless you're like extremely skilled doing it in a very <laughs> specific way and you're like a magician, that's, that's not going to happen to the average person, right? For the average person, it is to all all extents random, even though it is a physical process. Yeah, that's a good that's because a good of the because of the way that the inputs to the physical process happen. They're they're too complicated for uh, the average user to control, and so it is random for all intents and purposes. That's kind of the analogy that I would make about the way the system is going to end up. Yeah, that, that's a good because I was thinking about this like, man, when you think about it, nothing in life is random. It's all <laughs> it's like this is getting way too existential. Like, oh no. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's kind of how I feel. I just feel like practically speaking, unless the meta, sh- I mean, I don't anticipate doing, unless the meta does shift to this very like stalemate, analyze, you know, can't, can't be, you know, analyze the, because, you know, maybe, I mean, from what we've seen so far, it doesn't seem like, because it looks like a lot of the armors, presumably, a lot of the good ones at least, will be popular ones to say would be uh have like an innate aramid class two armor protecting it it's gonna stop a lot of the 
you know, those like weird uncommon rounds that are like have historically been like enough damage to one tap, but like not enough to pin anything meaningful, right? But now, you know, anyways, uh, but uh, point, I, I just, yeah, I just think exactly. It's just practically speaking, it is random, you know? Yeah, I think so. And with the fact that it's going to be, you know, class zero, class two, and class four, which I am guessing is going to be the way that it ends up panning right. out for the most part, for most people. Maybe, I'll, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it'll end up being class three, class five as well. But like, you've still got a floor of naught there. And sometimes you're going to get caught the armor there. Or the ammo. Yeah, like the coverage, the coverage. Oh, okay. <clears throat> you've got, you know, you're going to have, you're going to have parts of your body that is at zero. Yeah. And so it skews the decision making for time to kill towards higher RPMs. And like, yeah, I guess like, yeah, I guess just higher More RPM. And to be honest. <laughs> More uh, bullets in a single shot, shotguns, aka. <laughs> I don't know yeah, what you I call, suppose. call that. <laughs> yeah, that's like, I guess it's kind of, yeah, sort of, sort of the same sort of thing the same, because yeah. you fire eight in one, right. that kind of stuff. Because of these zero areas, it's going to be really weird. Um, but like you know, the regular stuff's still going to work, right? You're still going to have pen class four with five mm-hmm. six. So, but it's just going to decrease the time to kill even more compared to like as Ratrick now with. 5-6 versus a rat rig then with 5-6 because most of the time it'll be the same and the rest of the time you'll kill them immediately or whatever. I would think so from what we've seen thus far. It's kind of it's kind of too early to tell. Perhaps there'll be some crazy class 4 you know base armor with like you could put class 6 plates in it. I don't know because that, that actually might change some things. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I mean, not I not really, I guess. But it's just this zero. It's just this lower zero band. Like, unless there really is an armor that covers like nearly everything, it's going to be kind of rough. I think. Yeah. Bond but... kills just going to be so small if they don't change the the Hothorax hitbox, like health pool. I, I I don't think it will be that. I think it will be like. Maybe thirty percent faster on average than it used to be. I don't know. Maybe even that's too high. Because I just, I, just <sighs> I don't know whether you can even like parameterize it with a percentage though. Because it's like now it's gonna be it's gonna be like sometimes and it's it, this happens anyway because of headshots. But now it's gonna be like right. sometimes you get the headshot experience, but on your body. So it's like exactly. oh, I, you know, I expect to survive three to five shots, but sometimes I just instantly die. Yeah, it's it's gonna come down to a lot of things because this is like with the headshots example, true, but you have really small health pool, whereas your thorax you have like, you know, double you know, two point yeah, five. Yeah, true. So yeah. like, effectively, if you get shot once in the unarmored area, it's as if it went straight through your armor, but it mm. didn't. So that armor is actually still good but you did take thorax damage which is bad so i don't know how that actually helps you in any way but you know what i mean it's like one that's what i mean it's like maybe like one extra bullet maybe hit him twice in armor it blocks once it pins the second shot and then the third bullet hits their chest it didn't really matter at that point 
it's that argument that you nearly got yourself circular into. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, thank God it didn't hit my armor because, you know, then it would have damaged my ability to protect my weight. Hold up. <laughs> you know? Exactly. exactly. Like, that's the thing. If you don't get one shot, you're like, oh, actually, you know, I'd kind of rather get hit once and not die. In a sense. Then take right. one and hit, hit my... Yeah, you'd, ra- you'd rather... For the raid, you'd rather take mm-hmm. if you had the choice between, and it's a very static, <laughs> stupid theoretical argument here, right? Yes. If you get the choice between taking a single shot and no more, right, to your thorax that's healable or your mm-hmm. armor, exactly, you'd rather take it once to your thorax. So if you just take one shot and then you can duck away and hide, mm-hmm. that's actually preferable to getting your thorax plate shot once. Technically speaking, yes. Technically speaking, obviously, you know, that now puts you in, you have to heal, you're on the back foot, right. you know, you, you've, you've got, you've been damaged, maybe you've got bleeds, whatever. So, so there's more downsides than there are positives, but there's, you know, it's, there's, it's maybe something that kind of comes with it. Yeah, I don't know. It's just going to be an, an analysis of the coverage of these armors, though, I think. We're going to really have to see this which ones do what. Really important factor. I'm really curious to see how the meta shifts, will it shift more to the basically rolling for better effectively crits you know um a higher rate of fire guns that maybe you negate their armor um mm. like pst i think you said this in the cast I don't know if we, or in your in your stream i don't know if we said this in the cast yet but pst having 20 pin and the armors assumedly a lot of them are gonna have like class 2 aramid protection which it would go straight through which i yeah Thought that was not the case, but apparently it is the case. I uh, can't remember anything, apparently. Um, <laughs> that's that's pretty, uh, I mean, that seems pretty good. To, a good case to use SMGs, I'm just saying. Seems pretty good to me. Because you, really, you only need two. Two to hit them in the yeah. armored area. And maybe it's the buff that it needed, you know? I mean, maybe. But then this Bring is... Bring them the, back. This is the thing, is like... What will be... Will people opt for rounds that, like, will will Egonic be good? I don't know if it's ever good, but like, Egonic won't be good because it's still going to be a three shit, the three shot chest. <laughs> even if you like, it's it's whether you hit armor or not, it's a three shot. It's just consistent. Right. That's the thing about Egonic. It's consistent, but it's consistently bad. But like, will you take a lower damage, sorry, a lower pin round that has higher damage in the event that you do hit them in the weak spot? Will that be something? I think so, because you want to hit some certain thresholds. Yeah, because so like PST will three shot through the class two because of the reduction, right? Yeah. Yeah. So even though it does 54 pen, only going to end up doing if assuming that all the calculations stay the same for the right. time being, then it's it'll only do like thirty four mm-hmm. through class two. So it's going to be that determination of like, if I hit them twice in the unarmored bit, they die. If I hit them in the class two, they three times they die. And if I hit them elsewhere, they're not going to die at all. That's going to be really how it ends up going down i think so you're gonna have to make that determination and it's gonna depend so like i mean for example early white right fresh off Mm. the fresh off (laughs) what's the map called outbreak fresh fresh off ground zero ground zero thank you you start uh you know you just unlocked jaeger one who sells 
545 by 39 FMJ. Do you take that over traditionally uh, level one traders? What would you take? I guess tea. I mean, you can buy tea from Prapple. The tea's not even. What? They must have reworked this for. I, I can't 57 even... damage and 20 pen. Yeah, it's like they're effectively the same round. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, anyways, um, I guess that's a I bad think... example. One of them they nerfed. Okay, well, fine. You one. found BT. Do you take T over BT? Because you could potentially, you can pin pack, you could pin, like, you know what I mean? If you hit them, if you hit a guy that's wearing Aramid around, okay, mm. and he's got a class six plate, and you happen to hit him twice, well, three times probably in the, in the Aramid part because of damage reduction, because those 57 yeah. damage, then you kill him. And it's as if you had a Golnik and you hit him in the plate, theoretically, right? Yeah. Or you take BT, where maybe you need four, probably still three in the... But you see what I mean? Like, there's got to be somewhere where there's, like, a breakpoint, and it's like, ah, do yeah. I do this for the RNG crit possibilities? Or do I do this that's, like, more consistent, but is worse on the RNG crit? Like, it can pin better, but it's also worse on the crit possibilities. Yeah, because the difference is, right, if they're wearing class 4, mm -hmm. BT will three-shot Thorax in every, in every circumstance. Unarmored part, class 2 part, or the plate. Just all a three-shot. If you take T, it's a two-hit on the unarmored part, it's a three-hit on the class 2 part, and it's a god-knows-what on the class 4, you see. So that's where it becomes a little bit, like, a bit nuanced. We can mm. actually even just go and check here. Because then you're... I would say even PP would be... A... Oh, actually, you know what? It depends, I would say, because it's going to depend on what plate it is that you're shooting. But sure. assuming you're fighting the current 6B3TM, it will take I mean, you yeah. nine shots to kill. So assuming you're shooting a plate that's the it's same as too that, bad. it's going to be nine shots. To... So it's two shots, three shots, and nine shots. As opposed to three shots no matter what. So BT is still going to be better. But what about You would PP? think on average. <laughs> BP? 36 pin, 44 damage. Now we're talking more, we're getting more granular. <clears throat> it's still the example. same though. That's like, well, PP is well, PP's going to be like a four shot against class four. If it's a 6P3TM level. That's going to be two. No, sorry, that's still going to be three against unarmored. It'll be mostly a four shot against class four. Um, so it's three and four as opposed to yeah two three and nine or so whatever based off the small example we looked at I mean this is very you know uh, deterministic I guess it almost just seems like the low pin ammo just got better through the means of for lack of a better word luck or randomness yeah, or definitely. skill if you want to say you aimed at the gaps but not much has really changed, for the most part, I would wager. I mean, full sheds yeah. might be the one exception. Assuming it's completely average mm -hmm. across the gaps, then yeah, because like sometimes they just don't have armor. Right, which is effectively as if they didn't have armor to begin with. What do you mean? Like in the case of BT... You shoot them three times in the yeah. chest against their class four plate. 
effectively they had no armor, and you shot them three times, and it missed their armor plates. Yeah, they so had no beating, armor. Exactly, neither, it doesn't matter. Scenario. Yeah. yeah, it's like that for every bullet, but the low pen rounds benefit more because when they do hit the unarmored bit, which we're saying is a roll here for randomness, mm-hmm. they do more damage on average because they just have more damage. And but when they hit the plate, they do nothing. So the outcome is more varied with the lower ten rounds. But they used to do nothing ever. Basically. If you're shooting at the thorax yeah. only. So now they've had a huge buff. Yeah. Yeah, do you know that uh PR I think it's PRS is like twenty I think I did the math. I think it was like twenty three or twenty two hits to the Zabralo when you kill them and you, and they die by not by pin but by blunt damage by blunt yeah, yeah. the bullet doesn't run out yeah yeah that makes sense that makes sense but i wonder now... if there's going to be some fun situations where it's like if you shoot them in the unarmored like you have some like yeah because it's going to depend really like pp if you hit someone twice with pp it's going to do 88 mm-hmm. with damage drop off you probably won't kill them yeah unless you're like Five meters. Yeah, unless you're really close. But then if you hit a plate, you're just going to blunt damage them and they'll die anyway. So there's some of these like intermediate bullets that have got high damage that also benefit from that kind of thing. Like BT doesn't do enough to have that happen. I don't think. Yeah, probably not against class five because that's the one that is valid for that. I don't know. I don't know. Like this just, yeah, it just opens up. It doesn't really change the high pen bullets, as you say. Um, it prevents some damage mitigation. So. Yeah. Let's think about something like, yeah, because something like, I think probably 5.5A1 five, five, is one that probably benefits the most. Or, some, or like 5.6A1, for example. Like... The, yeah, the issue with the, the, the 5 or 5s is that they don't have enough damage really to two-shot, right? Whereas like 5.6A1 clearly two-shots people. Yes. So 5.6A1 is like, got the best of all, both worlds. It's like, oh, if I hit you in the unarmored bit, you die in, you die in two shots. If I hit you in 56A1, oops, MMA 561, and a class 2 hacker, I now deal 54 damage anyway because I have, a, I have no damage reduction whatsoever. So if you're on your class 2, I just two shot you with MMA 561, no matter what. If I don't hit you in the, in the armor, I two shot you. If I hit you in the, in the level 2 bit, I two shot you. If you've got class 4 on, you're a three shot, right. or like three, three, to, three to four shot kind of thing. So, so those ones would get the best of both, right? Those intermediate rounds are just like winning life. Yeah, I mean, because it, it, in a way, it is a direct nerf to armor. I mean, obviously. Of course, yeah. So everything's getting <clears throat> better, but I guess some are dis- disproportionately getting much more better than others. Oh my god. Two class three? Yeah. And then 5-6-A-1 is also a two-shot. 5-6-A-1. Yeah. With because the pen reduction is only like 10% or something, you basically oh, end up okay, dealing yeah, yeah. 94 damage. So you've got a bit of damage drop-off leeway. So 5, 6, 8, 1. So even if you've got 4 and, like, sort of class 3 and class 5 together, or whatever, 5, 6, 8, 1 still just going to shred those soft parts. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I mean, this is the thing. It just feels like armor is going to be less value. Like, maybe, maybe the value in armor will now be, as I said earlier, is like surface area. Because, like, in the case of 56A1, I want them to hit my plate because if they don't, I'm going to I guess I guess in the case of anything, I don't know, man. This is really hard to like quantify and predict. 
Yeah. But uh, the other one I was going to look at was 762 by 39 uh, PS. Mm-hmm. Because I imagine, I guess it's kind of it's kind of similar to, yeah, it's kind of similar to um, six A one, isn't it? Fifty eight. Yeah, it's damage. like six A one because of the way that the the break pointing works. But I mean, yeah, that is like five six A one. People underestimate it, but like, because they buffed it not too long ago, right? It's just it's very similar to PS, but it shoots out of low recoil guns with high RPM. No, they, they nerfed PS. That's what they did. PS is fifty seven damage, thirty five pen five five. 5.6A1 is, is 54 damage and 37 pence. It's got more pen and less damage in a place where it doesn't matter. Right. You know, go 57 damage, 56, 55, 54, like, it makes no odds. As, until you get down below about, what, I don't know. I guess the, the technical breakpoint is 42.5 damage because that's the Thorax hitbox thing. But because you've got this whole, like, mitigation situation, like we said with Class 3, 55A1 ends up doing 90 something because its its total damage is 108. It ends up doing like 93 or 94 through class 3, so it still kills you. And that's what ends up being the important threshold. And there's a reason why BP is so good, right? That's what we said yeah. previously. The reason why BP is so good is because the 37 pen allows the, the 58 damage to two shot class 5s if you get the pen roll right. Because it starts off with 116 damage. So even through the damage mitigation, you still hit 85 if you. 10 twice, which isn't guaranteed, but it's a chance that people just fold after two shots at the moment, which is crazy. You know, I'm starting to think that maybe the meta will be opposite. Maybe it will be slick plates. Buy the like cheapest, you buy the cheapest, you know, lowest coverage cost thing and slap in the highest plate you can because doing the inverse is going to feel worse when these like weird like 6a1 for example like previously the slick you would like tank a ton of 6a1 rounds whereas now you know two shots to the side gap of any armor class two or three you're gonna <laughs> die in two hits so you're like well why bother taking any why bother like, taking base level any armor yeah innate armor let me just yeah. get the cheapest lowest entry with the most effective where it really matters the plate maybe it really maybe. depends how the players behave and like the progression goes and it's, yeah. it's kind of i'm not now i'm not so sure yeah, I know what you mean. Because it's like, if I have like zero or two or three as my choices, and mm. then a plate, but if I, whatever I pick, I die in two hits to all these intermediate bullets, right. I may as well just have zero and not spend I the miss. money, not have the turn rate debuff, not have the ergo right, debuff, exactly. not have the move speed debuff. Like, I may as well just, as you say, stick a six in at the front, the biggest six I can get. Yeah. Or the biggest five and six that I can get, and then just have zero everywhere else. Because. Like, whatever. Well, those scavs are going to ruin you if you do that. So that's probably it's, the yeah, reason it's, why. It's tricky. It's like, do you... It's basically, you're choosing between do I want to just accept that I'm going to die to random rounds and my weak points? Or do I want to try to do everything in my power to mitigate that, even though it's going to happen? You know? <laughs> yeah. Because like, it is going to suck. When the scav has an SKS with 762 HP and they come around the corner and they one tap you. <laughs> In the Because the audio was sounded like Because the audio is non existent yeah. and it had 87 damage and it did 80, 
And it did 86.2 damage to your like <laughs> right armpit and you die. That's going to feel terrible. It feel really bad, yeah. So maybe, but like, uh, but you're really going to have to get, yeah, I mean, in class two would fix that. But there's like, yeah, there's a bunch of different yeah, it's, rounds that that's good for. Like, I don't it's know. It's really tricky. Yeah. I don't, it's kind of interesting because on one hand, I feel like you're... Your strategic choices are going to feel as if they matter less. But on the other hand, in that scenario you just gave, strategically, I would have much preferred to me have a, an aramid around my pits or, you know, my, my weak points versus nothing. So I, I, I don't know. It's, it's a very interesting, intriguing time to be a gamer in the world of Tarkov. I'll say that much. It is. And I can see myself and others like going to be analyzing the, the fringe values between like, you know, the level two, the level three, like twenty, like twenty pen, thirty pen is going to become a lot more important than it was before. Like somewhere anywhere yeah. between seventeen and twenty-three pen is going to become more important than it was previously. And looking at the damages and like the damage drop-offs, it's like okay, well, against the zero, it's two shot. Against the, like like we just did, right? Running through each scenario and going well for each of these bullets, if it gets mitigated, does that actually stop it from doing the thing it's supposed to do? Because if you're like, well, it's random, and from your visual viewpoint, it's a 70% coverage, so it's a three shot against like nothing and the the class two stuff. But then if it's only 30% is visible, then that actually changes the CTK. But like it just increases the variation so widely, right? Like Basically. it won't be random. Sometimes you'll just die. Like it's not fully random. It's it's right. mostly random, but it's not fully random. Sometimes you're just gonna die and the variability is gonna go from like, yeah, never getting killed with PSD to the thorax with class five to like sometimes getting killed with PSD to the thorax whilst you're in class 5. There's one more interesting scenario where let's say a round does you know, when it hits the gaps, right? And it does mm. uh, 42 damage, right? So now you're left with 1 HP in the thorax and there's no bleeds. But that third round hits the armor plate and it's the blunt damage is just enough to tick you over. Like there's going to be also there rounds where they're like they're effectively, you know, two hits to kill and you just accept that it's like i only need two to land the critical spot and then any other damage is good enough to get the kill. yeah yeah or it's like it's like th it's like two hits in a wild card kind of thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> like slightly better than like a three it's not like a clean three shot but it's like two mm. shots and then any any shot will do you know yeah whereas like some of the others are going to be like you're going to have to hit them three times in the unarmored bit to kill them Exactly. This is like you have to hit them twice in the armor bit, but then any other damage will do. But even a blunt damage like up front would do, right? So you just have to hit one of three anywhere and then two elsewhere. Because I looked into that a while ago and I was like looking at the arm thing, right? Like the oh, spillover yeah. from arm damage, but like, yeah, the thorax just got a lot of HP, so it doesn't it's just, it's a very fringe thing. But in this it might actually be important. I don't know. I think I just I'm expecting everybody just to be spraying at each other. Um, yeah, it's just going to be not, completely not crazy. Not much has changed on that front. <laughs> no, so realistically, is it going to matter that much? I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, the scenario I laid out where you sort of like analyze the target and you know figure out and do all this mm. calculations. I think, I think if that was the expectation, that could actually work if Tarkov wasn't so shoot on sight. Because right now there's like kind of zero. I won't say absolute zero, but there's like very low incentive to not shoot at the person yeah um yeah. unless you're like strategically luring them into a place where you know you let them hang themselves on like bad positioning or something like that's the only place you really do that it's like oh he's like right next to the cover but he's crossing the street so i'll wait until he gets halfway and then I'll yeah that's true play. yeah like yeah. that kind of thing but it's not really gear related it's it's more like positional related 
Yeah. But that that's I'm, a good that's a good case that doesn't involve like um you know, oh I'm questing, I'm questing, don't kill me, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Just void shenanigans and whatnot. I'm probably gonna be, you know, straight out the gate with the PPSH. Dude, that's a- what I'm saying. I- AKBS kind of excited. with 12 pen and 58 damage. Off it goes, you know. Put uh, the drum mag on it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try shotguns. I've always liked to like try to get shotguns to work early white, but they're just like kind of like. Uh, but now it actually might. Yeah, we're gonna see uh, which dude. armors are gonna be good or not. Uh, yeah. When we when like which armors we can buy early because it's gonna be like the uh, when you're looking at the full distribution of armors that is one thing. Mm-hmm. But when you're like, okay, well, what armors can I actually buy like right now? You know, is it going to be the basic ones? Like, uh, you know, the, the class threes is really what you're going to be wanting to look for. And you can now buy the Cora Coulon. So what's that going to look like? Well, that's got like, I don't know. Is that, is that a, it's like a big Velcro piece. Is it just a front and back plate? I'm not sure. So that's going to be the, the real thing is whether like how those plates are going to interact with each other and what you can put in them, whether you can change them all, whether they won't have any side plates at the start or or what, like where the coverage is. Because yeah, early wipe, you're going to want that low-level protection. You're not going to have people min-maxing with 5, 6, they want because you just can't, you know? Yeah. You're yeah, going to just be going with the crappy stuff. Like, no one's got really anything above level 20, so if you could have right. class 2, you're probably going to take it, just even for just damage mitigation. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But as you go up in the wipe, that's where it gets really interesting, is like, where yeah. will people deviate? On the ammo side and on the armor side. Mm. Another... I quite like the ideas of some of these, like the OTV, because it's like it's like sealed kind of around the the, the arm. There's like not really rig? much armpit there. No, that's the new one, the the new uh, armor vest, the interceptor OTV. Oh so yeah, I was just talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah I was just like browsing through them, just looking at like a couple of them. Like the Eclipse might be okay. I think the the samurai armor looks really good. That's like yeah. quite tight around the arm as well. <laughs> yeah, that one does look pretty good. And maybe, yeah, I think we said before about the Osprey. Well, you you say the samurai arm looks good. I actually now don't know because you don't have a neck protection. I feel um, like the neck protection is going to be really important. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't have like a lip up like the Zhuk does. Not like the Killa, yeah. not like the Quran does. Yeah, no. not like the Gen 4. Not like the 6B13. Hmm. And That's I don't know. True. I, mean, I mean, like, how much is that going to matter? Because in the Thor example, it was 7 durability. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's basic. Like... It's, it's kind of just like wearing a helmet and you're going to kill scavs. Do you want to stop the chance that the buckshot doesn't hit your eye, but hits your helmet. In this case, do you want to stop the chance that the buckshot didn't hit yeah. your head, but hit your neck? Your neck. <laughs> and you get one chance or something. You know? Well, I guess well, buckshot will probably do one damage, so you're like, you can right. probably have like a couple. But... You can have a couple, yeah. It's kind of rough, though. Like, you know, you get to four out of seven, and it's like, this is, it was, right. level, it was two, and now it's <laughs> class one. Like, dude, some stuff starts going, like, some surprising things start going through when you're talking about class one. Yeah. You know, like, uh, I guess none of these, really. Yeah, well, no, yeah, that's, uh, none of the buckshots, in fairness. What's Magnum? Two? What's uh, three? Yeah, PM, none of the buckshots. P by nine by 18 has five pin. Uh, I think with a normal bullet, seven. though, I think a normal bullet is okay, just because... 
it's kind of in that headshot regime anyway, right? Neck is sort of like, it's there or thereabouts. I think that's kind of fine. Anyway. Anyway, I'm fascinated, man. Yeah, one, one other one that's kind of interesting that I have to mention is PP, or sorry, PMM, PSTM. But it's the, it's the overpressured round for the 9x18, mm. so it can't go into Keter or Keter B, but it can go into Clint. Yeah. That's 24 pin and 58 damage, so this another like budget gun you can shred gaps shred gap airmen. shredder yeah gap sh- shredder meta yeah yeah clean with the pstm yeah there's gonna that'll be that'll do work against class three too you know like so that's like 34 against class four in some ways now there's like a third option for ammo so like previously we had leg meta and you had pindler armor now is there an argument for like gap <laughs> armor gap meta? Yeah, accuracy by volume. <laughs> yeah. Like instead of going directly for the legs and instead of going for the armor, you go for the gap. Like it has you go for the aramid or whatever the next step is up. Uh I guess like um class two or class three. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know, it's such a as you said, yeah, accuracy by volume, death death by a thousand rounds. Yeah, I can't wait to see people just getting hosed down with five uh, with um 0.45 hydroshock and just getting, you know, one tapped to the armpit. Yeah. Because we've been talking a lot about this class two and stuff, but like some of these bullets, if you do have a, your side open, you're gonna get murdered. Yeah. Um the rips. The hydroshocks. Oh yeah, because those have high damage, don't they? Yeah, but they won't pen. That's the thing. If you come up against somebody as you as you say wearing like I don't know a gazelle, you, they probably survive. I guess. Dude, what's the what's the percentage chance on thirteen on Aramid on class two? I keep saying Aramid for class two. <laughs> thirteen on path on class two. Yeah, on like a packer. What? What's thirteen? What's what's got thirteen pen? Uh, Hydroshock. Hydroshock. Does it? Yeah, one hundred damage, thirteen pen. That's it's just. <laughs> Hydroshock is a 50 50, um, two dude. hit, three hit through Packer. Oh, two hit, three hit. Okay. Dude, that, I mean, this seems like a... that's a Packer's durability, right? That's the Packer's got durability of uh, 50 with Aramid. So if your plate is like, what did we say in the screenshots? They're like 20, 30. <sighs> it's like 20, 30, 25. To be fair, I can actually, I can actually change that. A 20 durability. Oh, it's still 50 50. Okay. It doesn't make any difference. Well, if you hit once and it doesn't pin, what does it take the... Oh, yeah, I guess it's Aramid, so it's going to take it down to, like, 19 or 18. Yeah, because it's so high effective, yeah. Yeah, okay, never mind. I was thinking maybe there would be... Three hits, though, through the soft armor. I mean, that's not that bad. Uh, Two two sometimes. It's 50-50, two-shot, three-shot. That's not bad at all. It's not bad. I wonder if there's another one. Dude, I'm so... (laughs) I want to break break the meta, dude. Meta breaker. (laughs) But no, it's Hydroshock, yeah. Yeah, no, seriously, Hydroshock, though, it actually might be a universal round, quote-unquote, or like mm. a, a split round. Like, it's good for leg, and it's good, good for, for gaps. Good for gaps. You can put it in a high RPM weapon, the vector. Arm meta. It's the, it's the new, instead of going for the legs or the thorax or head, you go for the arm. Maybe you hit them in the gap, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, I'm gonna spend the rest of my evening look, googling Tarkov Wiki 
obscure rounds that never been seen the light of day <laughs> until here comes December slash New Year's. Exactly. Oh my god. Alright. Um, yeah. Sorry, I just saw your message. But we will conclude today's episode. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, we'll see you next week. Catch you later.